So, uh, welcome to the Evil G Podcast, episode 44. Uh, this is going to be a bit of an odd one, so we apologise if there's any major malfunctions or shit like that. We're, we're already getting there. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's echoing already. And the song's restarting. Oh, the restart. song's looping. Oh, Jesus. We're, yeah, we're the song doesn't work. <laughs> we're off to oh, a flyer oh, here. Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> What's that echo? Yeah, we, we have an echo and everything. It's okay. So we should explain what's going on, folks. We uh, obviously, <laughs> with everything going on, we are uh, kind of all in different locations at the moment. So we're sort of recording over Discord, and we're kind of figuring this out as we go. And I'm hearing myself and not trying to talk over the top no. of myself, which is strange. <laughs> not very well. So um, yeah, we're 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 gonna try and give this a go. See how we get on. Uh, it'll probably be an absolute cock up. But uh, hey, it's Evil so G. The uh, the echoes coming from Cat. Right, okay, we know where the echoes. That's okay. Oh, we'll for f- God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all right. We'll is, f- is there anything in your room that where you can... That your mic is picking up our voices? Yeah, this, this is my good. That's because the, the, the thing's probably are close to my ear, you see, so the wee microphone piece. Yeah, Stu's very loud. It's probably my fault as well, yeah. Because I have this- not, because like, uh, these are plug-in headphones. I know what they're like, so they're in my ear, but the, the microphone's right beside it. Mm. If you just do a bit of push to talk, uh, you could mute yourself unless, and then unmute yourself when you're talking. Let's see. Right, so this, this is riveting stuff. This is riveting stuff. Hey, if you're gonna do a cold open, this is one of the craziest cold opens I think we've ever done. And we're not starting again. This is it. We're we're off. The race is on here, or we're off. The race is on. It doesn't make any sense. Um, but content. Yeah. Content. That's it. That's it. Uh, so Still hear myself. That's okay. That's okay. We'll, we'll, we'll power through. We'll power through. It's just double the amount of Evil G for your normal podcast. That's all that is. And maybe if you miss something, you're just going to get it repeated. So, you know, that's all that is. So, obviously, this is episode 44. What are we going to be talking about? Well, um, a game called Hunt Showdown, which has obviously been on the PC and the Xbox for a wee while, finally got released on the PS4. And because it actually got released on PlayStation, we finally all got around to playing it. Because no one seemed to play it before this. So, But we've all been playing it now, so we're going to talk about Hunt, which is very good. We've, we've all been enjoying it. Um, big news, obviously, with everything going on at the moment. E3 has been cancelled. So what does this mean for the future of E3? Um, we're going to be discussing that. Uh, Doom Eternal's been released, and I've been playing it, and I've been looking forward to that, so I finally get, get a wee verdict on that. Uh, and then the end of part one, we'll be discussing the details that have been released about the PlayStation 5. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be interesting. We've been able to do a side-by-side comparison between the Xbox and the PlayStation. And then part two, we'll obviously have our normal beer necessities. Uh, we'll be discussing the latest series of Castlevania. Um, I have finally got around to seeing Sonic the Hedgehog movie. I can be discussing that uh, very briefly. It should be fun. Um, Colin will be bringing us the Evil G real waifus of the Evil G Hills, uh, which will be a good laugh. As does always. the name of that slightly change every... It sort of does, because <laughs> I sort of start it, and then I realize I've got the name wrong, so then I say the real name, so it just changes every time. And then lastly, uh, as always, we're going to do a bit of gushing about AEW, because we like ourselves some AEW. We're, we're kind of getting a regular wrestling section. It's get, we should uh, come up with a name for that. We love AEW. Well, it should include all wrestling. But we only discuss AEW. Sometimes talk about New Japan. Sometimes. Sometimes. I've never really discussed Impact. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I should, though. Yeah, I should. Cat talks about WWE sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We should actually then just come up with a, a wrestling section then what do you think cats should just all wrestling do you still watch wwe or do you just 
glimpse over it now and then. Cat? Okay, still... like, uh, alright, can you hear me now, huh? Yep, we got you, we got you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just the beauty of mutant and mutant on mutant. Uh, right. Yes, I do still occasionally watch WWE for all the, the shit that it does, like. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. And, and, I, and I'm all onto the wrestling, and all, and equal opportunity and all that. They're never wrestling, fucking company, yeah, yeah, but WWE is shit. Okay, well then we can get Kat's comments on how shit WWE is this month when we do it. <laughs> that that, that, that yeah, sounds yeah. like an idea to me. Um, but yeah, we'll get started. Well, like I say, um, Hunt. Uh, we've been playing it now, well, it came out last month, February, near the end of February, I think it was. Yeah. Um, I jumped in first. Um everyone followed quite quickly after so we've all been getting good games together as teams and stuff and what are our thoughts on it boys Seriously, I mean I'm looking forward to hearing some of the stories and shit <laughs> we've came out with so I first saw this game a good while ago a good few years ago when it mm. came out early access on Steam and you get the first thing that really grabs you about it is its look mm-hmm. it's that wild west type of Louisiana swan it is in Louisiana it is isn't yeah it? genuinely um, and it's got just everything that goes along with that, but it's this real dirty, filthy, yep. old-timey, western-y sort of, everything's covered in muck. Even um, your guns, although you can pay <laughs> to clean them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that that that, um, that look and the, the concept sort of caught my eye, uh, but I don't really like going for early access games sometimes because especially a game like that where it's really a game as a service so we should probably explain what you do in this game so you are uh, a bounty hunter you know normal bounty hunter you hunt monsters monsters and there is this area of louisiana which has been basically taken over by monsters and there's zombies everywhere uh, there's a whole backstory that you can get into if you so wish, or you can completely ignore it. The premise of the game is you will start the game, um, 12 players total will start the game, either in singles, groups of two or groups of three, and everyone will be competing for to kill the same monster and claim the bounty on that monster. Uh, and it's a big open map, and you have to find three clues to track down the location of the monster, then kill it, then do what's called a banishing, which is a process where it just sits a, a meter goes up and takes forever and you sit there and wait for someone to come and kill you. <laughs> and then you grab the bounty and you get your ass on out of there. Mm-hmm. If you can. If you can. So, uh, obviously, um, when I got this, I was by myself and I didn't... I was, too, I was a bit nervous of playing with Joe Soaps because... You, I don't want to be the cause of someone because there is permadeath in this game. Mm-hmm. If you have a character and you've been ranking up doing really well and then you die, your character is dead. Dead, dead, dead. So I was worried about being the cause of some people's characters dying. So I was just going in solos. And the first game I ever managed to actually escape, I did not kill the monster. I did not bring the bounty to the extraction point. I waited at an extraction point waited for this team to finally finish the shootout with another team trying to kill the bounty and as they were healing i jumped out of the bushes with a shotgun killed them both stole the bounty and ran away like a hero you have no honor <laughs> no honor at all. i was by myself and there was groups everywhere and then now that i've got my homies with me i am now killing bounties and feeling like a tough guy still getting killed but yeah it is a definitely a game i think shines more when you're playing in a team yeah uh, yeah, it's good. Uh, 
But I think it's like any battle royale, even though it's not really a battle royale, but at the same time, it kind of is. It kind of is, kind of isn't. It, well, it is a battle royale if you want it to be, I guess. See, that, yeah. That is what put me off at the start. I'm not the biggest fan of battle royales, but actually, get, I was one of the last of us to get it. Mm. But actually getting into it now, I'm really enjoying it. Like catching them three boys the other day, just completely off guard. Oh, that was hilarious. every single one of them. <laughs> Poked your head in through a window and just rattled them with a pistol. Yeah, so it'd be very valid for you to listen out for gunshots and everything here. Go directly to the gunshots and kill their source. Um, Sound is a big thing in the game. Yeah. Um, you, you're listening for monsters, you're listening for other people, uh, footsteps. There's things that will cause, like uh, pens full of dogs that will start barking if you get too close to this crows sitting and they'll start flying there's half dead horses that start neighing when you get close to them Mm. um so sound is really really important again that's a battle royale thing Mm -hmm. you pretty much try and tell where everyone is by sound um most battle royale games though sorry to interrupt but most battle royale games don't have those sort of sound indicators with like the crows and the horses and most of them are just you listen out for footsteps. Yeah, usually. there's not many footsteps and gunshots. There's not many times you sort of go, "Oh shit, I heard crows over the, the north." There's somebody coming our way. Yeah, but that that just adds an extra thing you have to think about. Um, I mean, it, it can be such a you could use so many tactics and and wee ways of, of uh, sneaking up on people and using stealth, or you can be like us and just run around like crazy. Yeah, um, we're not exactly the quietest of which players. Is it not there? It like, is. You, you, you better be confident in your abilities to shoot someone. Yeah, but it, it it can work, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it has. It's it has confused. Uh, it's confusing. <laughs> People have been confused. They go, "Oh, geez, a lot of gunshots coming from over there. There must be a boss fight." And it's just us shooting, you know, big fat enemies. I will maintain that that a, a bad tactic is to try and hide in a corner. So if you've killed a boss and you're doing the, the banishment, which takes about. Hundred seconds? Uh, is it hundred seconds? It's a hundred percent, so it's a hundred seconds. I think Feasible that's near to atos, atos. So, if you know there's people out there, and you decide I'm just going to hide in this dark corner, I, I have never seen that work out. No, I haven't. Uh, you either got to push and go out there and kill them, mm-hmm. or they're going to come down there and find you trapped in a corner. Because <laughs> uh, the way the shooting works in this game. Um, it wouldn't be the most precise. Like this isn't a battlefield or a Call of Duty. No. Yet. Like the the gun handling is intentionally awkward because it's the guns of that time. There's mm-hmm. a lot of single action revolvers, which means you have to manually cock. Mm-hmm. Well, not manually. The guy does it for you. You have to cock the the hammer in between uh, shots. In between so there shots. is a delay in between. But you get like a like a wee perk upgrade that allows you to find the hammer. But obviously that. Now, you, you have know, to survive a game before you can yeah, be able to buy that perk. That causes problems with uh, your aiming that gun as well, because you're slamming on the hammer. Yep. Right? So, um, so all the guns are sort of kind of awkward to, to use, but that just makes it all the better when you actually kill people with Oh, them. you feel so good. Um, and I'm really loving shotguns in it. Oh, yeah. I think, but then shotguns were a big thing in the West, so I think that... I'm not, there's no, I'm not even going to try and sugarcoat this. I am not an accurate person. I am the type of person who needs more bullets than, you know, people. So shotguns to me are like, right, you're going to try and shoot at me when I'm getting up close to you. But if I make it, there's not a guarantee that I will. But if I make it up close to you, now you're in trouble because I've got two barrels and they're pointed at your chest. 
Unless it's a Spectre, then it's like that nice, quick, automatic shotgun. Mm. Which was... Were, were all the shotguns a thing back then? Or maybe they're just in development? I don't know. I'm pretty sure most of the weapons in there were a thing. Obviously, if there's there's different variations of weapons. So you'll have a, a lever action rifle, which is um, like a Winchester. Mm. Uh, I think they call it a Winfield in there because of, you know... Licensing. Licensing and stuff yeah. like that. But you'll you'll get that. And then if you use that, it'll unlock a new version that has these blades stuck on his butt so you can wheel things with yep. the butt of your gun. Or uh, bayonets on the front. Or bayonet like. in the front, yeah, you'll get or a scope mm. of some description. Um, there's loads of stuff like that. The, the progression is really cool because you have basically two... You have your hunter's rank, which is your current hunter that you're using, and then you have your uh, bloodline rank, which is your overall progress. Uh, that goes up to 100. Your hunter can level up to level 50 and then that they reach a cap and at what point or before that even you can retire them at, at any time for a, uh, a bunch of XP for your bloodline. Um, I only retire at level 50. I've retired uh, a few people. Um, <laughs> the way we obviously made it to level 50 the other night because we had like four successful bounties in a row. I retired too early. <laughs> Twice, oh, yeah. I think. <laughs> you, yeah, you retired a full two bounties before. <laughs> oh Jesus! Um, yeah, it's the thing is when you obviously in your it, your situation though, Josh, the retiring makes kind of sense if there's like a gun that you want to get and you yeah. maybe need one more rank. If you're at level twenty five, that's two thousand five hundred XP. You're gonna get that gun then. Um, where I was just doing it for the sake of finally reaching level fifty with my voodoo priest. So, you know, and by the time I reached this, I had every perk I could have. My, my guns were leveled up and everything. It was, but then the thing is, you could go in with maybe level 40-something, and you could be on fire your previous game, but all you need is just one team that gun you down, and that's it. You are back to square one with your hunter. Oh, yeah. The, the, <laughs> the other night I was playing with Josh and, and Luke and, and got to, I think it was level 40, yeah, and then got close. killed. <laughs> it's... It's not disheartening, though. You don't. Feel it is what it is. Ah. I was like, I'm already at the level 100 mm. cap for the the bloodline. You can prestige and go back to level one, but yeah, I don't, yeah. don't want to. I've got all my guns. I want to unlock now. You know, I don't want to do all that I don't again. Unlock the guns again, like because no the guns that I actually use are the starting weapons. Nope. Like, <laughs> nope. I don't want to go back to that. I don't want to go to the, you know single load breach, a uh, breach loading shotgun. Oh fuck! I mean, you do that like sometimes if you just want to build your money up a bit you'll just go in with a couple of sort of starting free hunters and they start with the single breach shotgun and you'll just do that yeah. to, to make your money and maybe you'll be lucky and get away with a game or two but everyone does this as soon as you finish a game with that hunter you're like right get rid of that shotgun and i'll spend a bit of money now and give them like a nice big double barrel or the specter or if you've got the big big money you'll go for the nitrous rifle which is like a thousand dollars to buy, but oof, that thing's a beast. Mm. I unlocked the C ninety six sort. It's called the Dulse in the game. Oh yeah, the 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 broom handle yeah. or the Luger, basically. Been putting people down with that. It's two shots. It's a pistol. It's, it's so expensive to buy though. Seven hundred and fifty. Seven hundred fifty bucks. So like any game at the moment, you have two currencies. You have your premium currency, which literally is just used for cosmetics. It doesn't actually you can't you can't pay to win in this game. There's no paying to win. Um, yeah. And then you get your sort of normal currency for buying weapons and stuff. And if you run out of normal currency, you always get a free hunter after every game. 
So there's no reason that you physically couldn't be able to play. And even if you were crazy and you somehow didn't want the free hunter, you can do quick play where you get a free hunter anyway. And it literally is more like your standard battle royale, 12 players, every man for himself. You start with just a starting weapon, but you can run around and pick things up. First game of that I played, I actually won and I was able to bring my hunter that survived then into the bounty hunter mode. And he started at like level 12 and I had like four perks and all for him, which is pretty cool. Uh, it's pretty tough to do though, because I was, I was just lucky. I one of the first perks I got was fanning the hammer and I was able to just run around and fan everyone while they were just, you know, getting shit things like flammable skin or something. <laughs> Kat, you're still pretty new to it. What's, what's your thoughts on it? Oh, Unmute there, yeah, welcome back again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> folks, again, I pardon. I had to like, unlock my phone and mute. At oh, jeez. <laughs> Sorry, man. Um, <laughs> ah, you're grand, you're grand. Uh, uh, Hunt is a very good game. Uh, Sound-wise, unbelievable. That's a great idea to be having on games. Uh, the whole, like, I know I've been playing Battlefield from Battlefield 2. That was one of the first things I got was 3D headphones. Uh, I believe they're up there in your house call. Uh, the, what do you call it? It's 3D sound does definitely make it a lot more. Like as I explained this evening to Daryl Jordan, because they were very intrigued by this. They were like, "Oh, what do you mean by the sound?" It was all like, "Dude, crows, ducks, dogs, even walking through a forest. You know, mm. means just crack and that kind of shit. There will make you shit yourself. You know what I mean? Because like, if somebody's around there, I need to fucking get it sorted. You know what I mean? Or or sit back uh, or be patient, nice patient, and let the whole crowd run by, and then put bullets in their backs like champions. <laughs> I have to confess, we did that once, Colin, do you we remember? <laughs> we let them run past and we jumped out. <laughs> uh, no, it's a brilliant game. Very, very, uh, like, I wouldn't say let, a toughness level may throw you off about it at the beginning, but you'll mm. understand, like, it's, you know, there is a sense of death in the game. You lose a character, that's okay. That's, you start to, you have to learn about loadouts and stuff like that there. It's far better to, like, set yourself up and unlock stuff. You know, so the game does make you want to persist, or keep, keep playing it, you know what I mean? It's, it's uh, just... What level am I now? I'm at level 50 in the game, and like I still want to go and play it. Like You're 50 already? You know, uh, I'm near enough 50 now. To, so to, my only downfall to it is I would have thought it would be 16 players would be better. You know what I mean? But then, see, after they just have to play that Call of Duty uh, Warfare game, like that's free player. That's, you're only going in groups of free too. So hmm. free is the magic number by the looks of things. You know, in the song itself. <laughs> I think uh, that's the thing. It's easier to get a group of three. Uh, mm. That's it. Like, I think I... It is, but like, I would like to see that game put more players on it and maybe a wee bit more of a bigger map. But then this is probably their like first time trying something out like this. Mm. And maybe the next game will have a bigger player option and bigger stuff like that. Well, there's there's new maps and stuff on the way, they have said. So maybe the new the third map will be bigger yeah. with more people. Um, yeah, that's it. Well, like, this game has got lots of improvement for room for improvement. And I believe the guys who make it are going to improve it. Uh, like over time, as you said, new maps are on the way. Maybe new characters, mm. maybe new things to kill. You know, uh, but like it, it'll keep you entertained. The whole fact that you're like running around with your mates and it's intense, and you have to really think in this game. You know what I mean? Uh, so if you say you can't just sit in the corner and oh. like expect like, oh, those guys are going to walk in on me because, like, as you said, you could just crouch walk in. They wouldn't. The hear the, the cracked like the the idea of um, how do you get players to actually not be passive and and go out and fight. Um, because if you be passive in this game, you're not going to get anything. You're no. not going to get anywhere. And it's a really clever way of making the players say, right, you're all on this map and making them converge at one point by giving them a way to get them to that point 
that isn't just a ring closing mm. and it's like oh you'll die outside here it's like no to win the game you need to go and get the thing and get the clues and follow the trail to the bounty and kill it and then take and, and those bounties can take you down oh yeah it's not like these are walkover bosses they hit pretty hard once you, you face them pretty time you'll, you'll get to the point where you know what you need to do and if you have a sticky bomb, that's always good. <laughs> they should really patch that. Yeah. They should really do like that's like you get a sticky bomb on on a guy and he's dumb. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. the really good the way it it gets up forces the players to to run on each other and the way you can just fuck people over or get fucked over. Uh, as 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 I've said to yourselves, although I do love this is one of my favorite stories so far from the game. So me and Ninja were playing one night. And we find that the, we find the the bounty very very quickly. And it was you know one of those ones where you accidentally come across him, mm-hmm. and uh, we were banishing him, and we we hold up, and we we were waiting the hundred the hundred percent hit, and we hadn't heard anything. And when you pick up a bounty in this game, so you have to find the clues. You have this thing called like a dark sight, so it's kind of like a predator vision type thing, but it's like sort of black and white, and that's how you find your clues. But when you pick up a bounty. You go into this vision and players will then show up orange, but you only get like five seconds of use of this. So, of course, you know, me and Ninja pick up the bounties and I do a quick blast of the vision and I see about six orange dots around us and they're like in the building with us. So the boss has always fought like in an enclosed arena. So there's now six orange dots and I'm literally talking to Ninja going, what do we do? We're surrounded here, man. There's about two or three teams here. What what are we going to do? And Ninja just sort of goes, you know what? Fuck it. We'll go down fighting. And we open fire. And as soon as a single bullet was fired, everyone started shooting. And before I died, I literally seen a guy running across the room with a pitchfork and stabbing another guy. And then just there was a <laughs> stick of dynamite went off. And of course, we didn't make it out alive, but it was just the silence of it all. And then just as soon as a bullet was fired, all hell broke loose. And it was absolutely amazing. We were, we were laughing our arses off. The guy with the pitchfork stole the show. Just him running across the barn with a pitchfork, stabbing another boy in the face. Absolutely fantastic fantastic so it was um I mean, there's, it's one of those games i think you'll always have good stories to tell oh yeah um, definitely definitely yourself josh the other night as you say when oh, those yeah. guys were trying to dig themselves into the basement and <laughs> give them a valuable lesson oh, yeah. they flashbanged me when i opened that door if you flashbang someone finish the job <laughs> <laughs> that's why i don't get the hiding at all it's like you're not you need to go I, mm-hmm. you need to get away and there's no way, like, no way. you can't just stay down there. You think no. the extraction point. Mm. So you're either killing us or we're killing you. Yeah, someone's going to die. So look at that. That same night, though, there was a game where we had the bounty. And we were in, like, that sort of basement area. And we were like, shit, right, we're going to have to get out here and fight these guys. And then we realized there was only one way in, which they obviously had now covered in traps. So, and then we found mm. that we we found the wee sort of trap door. And we were all, oh, fuck yeah. this, we're out of here. <laughs> See you, bitches. <laughs> Wait, just, sometimes you act a coward. And know some people are running away from a fight. It's like, yeah, but we've got the bounty. We'll get more experience if we escape with this bounty than staying and killing these people. You know? They kind of had us backed into a corner. They we did. We either could have tried and fought our way out. They weren't going to come in. No, no. That and they had sure. traps everywhere. Yeah. Um, so it's either we fight our way out there where they're just going to be camped up and waiting for us to come off or take this escape route where they'll, by the time they realize what's happened, (laughs) we'll be long gone. And that's exactly what did happen. 
Yep, they gave up on us <laughs> and went out. So that that this was a sometimes you get two bounties on the map, so there there's two choices. So they they gave up on us and went after the other one because <laughs> we were just gone. Yep. Was that the spider bounty where I stuck it and blew me and yourself? I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you have three <laughs> bosses, you three boss characters. You have a giant spider. Uh, an assassin type guy who's like made out of cockroaches and sort of can scurry about the place and then you've just this big butcher looking bastard and the spider's definitely the quickest of the three and as you were saying earlier calling about the sticky bomb sometimes the sticky bomb can blow up in your face if it's a spider you're fighting because he'll just run towards you yeah and you just just, blow up you you should really be careful when you're when you're using sticky bombs make sure you can get out of Yep. the way yep. Especially the, the spider is the worst I think for speed I think the first time I saw you use a sticky bomb you're going to use a, a just one against one of the normal enemies the, the big uh, fathead guys yes um, <laughs> they ran up and they can, they can yeah they can run pretty fast yep. they can run faster than you can yep so yeah. I mean that's the thing that just talking about so the bosses themselves can put you down so can the normal enemies like those, um, oh, you get overwhelmed. The dogs, the dogs. Fucking, I see any game with we'll a dog. Up. Oh Christ! Hey, they seem to be able to take a shot from literally anything. Explosive crossbow. I shot one in the head, and it just sort of shrugged it off and bit me in the head. Then I was like, oh, "Fuck, that went well." Um, the I, I uh, think if you shoot them at the right time when they're jumping at you, yeah, you'll take them down in one shot, and you'll get a funny animation because of the ragdoll. Yeah, yeah. Um, you've got the fire zombies who, if you shoot them or pierce them with a knife, they will just explode in your face. So you have to, like, punch the daylights out of them. Uh, you've got the big, massive, massive guys. They're called the meatheads. We call them big, bad booty daddies. Um, <laughs> they they may be slow-looking, but when they notice you, then they will come tearing at you. And you've got the hives. You've got all different types of monsters. It's just, I think, as you, as you were saying, it, there's a reason for players not just to run around aimlessly looking for other people. You've the environment to worry about. You have the bosses to take down. Then you have to escape with the bounty. It's, it is in a way a battle royale, but it's a nice new way of doing it. I think, and mm. for me, I was sold the moment it was a Wild West thing. I was sold on it. I've been looking forward to it for a good while. So I'm glad it turned out as good as it did. Yeah, I'm really, really, yeah. really, really happy with it. Really good game. Um, I think I'm the only arsehole that paid the fucking forty quid for it. <laughs> but I, I got some voodoo people to play. Yeah, with. you got that extra stuff. So. Yeah. That's that's not too bad, but yeah, Hunt Showdown. Um, if you're if you're one of these people who's been looking at battle royales, going, ah, no, that's not my type of game. Hunt could be the one that brings you around, so it could. I definitely think it definitely could. What about that other new game you've been playing? Oh, do we want to jump into that now? Or Go I, for I, it. Suppose, I suppose so. Uh, I am a little bit of a Doom fan. Um, I have really. <laughs> <laughs> I have been even counting down the days to Doom Eternal, and I've only got to play the first couple of levels, but my god, it is so good. Um, I don't think I'll be able to go back and play Doom 2016 now, because Eternal is just faster, crisper, and every enemy in it is like its own little mini-game, and that's what makes it so good. And, And the ammo capacity has deliberately been lowered so that you have to use your chainsaw more but your chainsaw is no longer like an ammo type of weapon like it was in 2016 it's now just like a like a grenade so you use your chainsaw then it will just power up again Mm. um and you can't chainsaw the bigger enemies anymore you can only chainsaw the smaller guys so you kind of farm them for your ammo then you glory kill for your health and then you use your flamethrower to get armor and you're just bouncing between all of this and then 
your 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 like your shotgun can now go full auto. You now have a full auto shotgun. Nice. But it can only hold eighteen rounds. So it's not gonna <laughs> go full auto for very long. No. You will mince a mancubus in front of you, but now the two big hell knights are going, Oh, he's no shotgun left, get him and you're like, ah oh, shit, so you have to pull out your plasma gun, but you know, your plasma gun can uh, do an overheat function if you want to use that mod which means it'll do more damage but you can't shoot as much but then you can do the heat blast and ah oh, it's just genius i haven't even got the super shotgun yet i mean i'm thir- three levels in and i've no super shotgun yet but it is such a good game it's just like the game opens uh, hell on earth you have just crashed on earth and you are just kicking asshole around you and then you have this fight with a, a hell priest and you rip his head off and you just ah, it's it's just more of the same, but more, more of the same. And graphically, <laughs> graphically, I don't know how the fuck they're doing this on these consoles. Because I know, obviously, PS4 and the Xbox One have kind of been pushed as hard as they can, really. I know, obviously, you've got the Pro and the, the Xbox One X. But I have a standard PS4 and Doom, 60 frames a second. No problems to it. It is a gorgeous fucking game. That's one like you didn't mention about hunters it does not run well oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's the one downfall <laughs> to texture popping and frame dropping yeah yeah but hopefully they'll fix that in time i mean it, it yeah um doom on the other hand is none of that <laughs> i haven't even tried the battle mode yet i'm looking forward to trying that but uh you can customize your your doom guy this time and yeah. and you can you have your 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 big fortress of doom and ah oh, jesus hey it's and there's so many references to the classic dooms so and and there's the cl- oh, do you know what Doom has? Oh my god, I forgot to mention this. It has cheats. Cheats? Cheats. Cheat codes. Jesus. I know. <laughs> you can actually put cheat codes into Doom Eternal. When's the last time that happened? And I, when I, that was ju- other than Grand Theft Auto, what games still have cheats? Because GTA. Does Grand Theft Auto 5 have cheats? I would assume so if you're playing single player. Everyone likes to muck around with GTA. I'd be very disappointed if GTA 5 didn't have cheats because it's one of the things you do. You stick on all the weapons and you just go cause chaos and see how long you can survive. That was always like a thing you did in GTA. I, I thought, hmm. but Chico's just aren't a thing anymore. No. So you can go back and play levels with like big head mode or low gravity or infinite lives. Oh yeah, Doom has lives as well. <laughs> it's like old school shit some of this. As far as I know, what happened to cheat codes? EA tried to charge money for them, and then no, everyone went the fuck off. Uh, and then it, it kind of just was the, the cheat they, code they, died. They, they never happened. So you get uh, all this shitty. Oh, pay to speed this up, or yeah, uh, fuck off. That's the the problem, wasn't wasn't it? Because I think before Doom, the last excuse me, the last game I remember that had cheats was the Uncharted. The first two Uncharted games where you get like, you know, you know, you got your silly cheats like, you know, uh, mirror modes and again, big head modes always been a thing. I don't know why, but it's always been a thing. Uh, you have like, um, they had bouncy grenades, so the grenades would act like bouncy balls, so you could throw a grenade and it would bounce all over the place. Whereas Doom's doing this, the cheat codes as it, well now. But you have to like, find them, that's the, the cool the thing. Games have changed as well. I mean, could you imagine a Dark Souls game with cheats? Yeah. It would kind of be you know be against the whole true spirit of the thing but that's the thing i think a cheat code is one of those things it's there if you want to use it like if you beat dark souls and then there was a cheat for like i don't know your character to turn into a fucking unicorn you would just do it for a laugh play through dark souls as a unicorn or maybe play through dark souls as like crazy 
fucking weird Disney aesthetics. I don't know. It would be hilarious. Uh, hang on. Nope, wrong one. <laughs> Sorry, folks. No, that was the right one. That was the right one. Shit. <laughs> Sorry. Technical difficulties. There we go. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just cheats is one of those things that when when I when I picked up the unlockable and the unlockables are floppy disks. <laughs> of course. <laughs> picked up this floppy disk and they it got was wads on them. Oh yeah, you can actually play Doom in Doom Eternal, but you have to find the fourteen install disks. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> it's amazing. It's. Obviously, id Software knew we are making a video game. We are going to make this as video gamey as possible. You know, this is not a serious game. As much as there's a weird story to it, I know nobody plays Doom for the narrative, but there is this weird story about... The Doom Slayer's fucking idea now is if he can't beat hell, he's going to kill all of it. That's his idea now. He's just going to kill... Would that not be beating hell? I, I don't know. He thought he could maybe lock it away or something, but now he's just going to kill it all. I just have to kill everything in hell. I just have to kill everything, and it's everywhere because you're you're bouncing about different planets and everything now. Um, but yeah, when, when I first picked up the cheat code, it actually hit me. I was like, Jesus, that's right, cheats used to be a thing. Oh, so I was mucking around with that, and then you've got the you can actually unlock master levels as well, which are just like super hard levels of levels you've already played. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's. It's w- it's have been you, well worth the wait. Have you done much of the platforming? Oh stuff? yeah, yeah. I've, there's a level. It's straight up Bowser's Castle. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It's brilliant. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. It's it's been well worth the wait. And the one, obviously, the one other thing I will say: the fucking soundtrack is awesome. Just Mick Gordon being a crazy Mick Gordon bastard. So it is. It's phenomenal. Yeah, and, I thought you might say that. I was expecting that, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally expecting it. It's, they've just went pure metal, and that's kind of what we wanted. So, yeah, I've been absolutely loving the daylights of the Doom. Can't wait to play more of it. Can't wait to try the battle mode. Um, and, obviously, there's uh, they've they've scrapped the snap map mode this time. So, if you play 2016, you remember there was a snap map where you could create your own levels and things like that. That's been scrapped. Um, and, basically, they've decided they're going to do single-player DLC this time. Um, all multiplayer DLC, the battle mode, is free. So there'll be new maps, new demons, and it's all free. They're not charging you for that. But there is a season pass for the the DLC for the campaign. Mm. But it's more Doom, so no doubt I'll be buying that. Probably. I do love me some Doom. So yeah, it's been well worth the wait. Gameplay-wise, it's tight as hell, and I look forward to playing through more of it. So yeah, that is... Mm. That is my quick roundup on Doom Eternal because I could sit and talk about it all day, but we've got other things to discuss. Yeah, you should really finish it first. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll finish it and then I'll tell you the whole verdict. How's that? How's that? That's good. It just sounded like more of the same though. It's brilliant. But so, uh, yeah. Oh, wait. A real shocking surprise when it turns into a dating simulator. <laughs> <laughs> the last level is you trying to chat up a cyber demon. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be good. Uh, Although they are that mad, they may do something like that. Yeah. What do you know about every Doom mod that's out there? Because I could probably guarantee something. There like is that something. Yeah. They're, they're prob- I mean, you can you can customize your Doom Slayer this time, and one of the outfits is a unicorn. So, you know, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll move on. We'll move on. I, I could, you know, gush about Doom Eternal all day. So, obviously, in the current world situation um with the coronavirus and COVID 19 and everything happening um e3 
has been can- well a lot of different things have been cancelled obviously but obviously e3 has now been cancelled and the reason we're bringing this up is obviously as, as big gamer heads uh e3 used to be the big thing for, used to be used to be the big thing for gamers um but to guess what, what I'm, I'm putting out there is is this the end of e3 now i mean if the gaming community survives without e3 for a year are people going to look at it next year and go actually we don't need an e3 look how everything worked out. i think the last time an e3 mattered would have been when they announced this can't generate the consoles is just rounding up now mm. i think e3's been hasn't mattered since and everyone has realized we don't really need to do this a long time ago hence keep in mind sony well hang on were nintendo not really the first ones to sort of no nintendo always had a big booth did they? They stopped doing the big press conference. Right. But on the, the press conferences weren't at the show anyway. Right. Um, so, like, Microsoft always put theirs on in the theater they own that's down the street. Right, right, um, right. And had different, there were different places you would go to, to book a theater, and then the, the show floor was where you could walk around and see stuff. They're like, even when E3 started out as a trade show, as in you got people from retailers going here to look at games and decide what stock they were going to buy to sell on to the public. So it wasn't a public-facing show. Um, and it kind of just snowballed into this thing that well, obviously was getting a lot of coverage. Yep. In, uh, and you also had the, the, you know, the growth of games journalism and that. Um, and it became this almost mecca like holy grail type thing that everyone's like, oh, which good E3. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, and then, well, it was last year was the first time that people actually got to go to E3 and then it was very much, from what I saw through videos, that it had very much changed mm. into this whole, right, we have an opportunity to sell stuff to people. Yeah. Like directly now, not in the same way as in, because they were still selling stuff to people, they are just selling stuff to shops. To yeah. Please stock our game. Um, but yeah. But um, last year was the first year that Sony went, no, we're not doing this now. Yeah. And then the last year when I saw, like, tours of the show floor and see a big booth thing, floor space dedicated to just Funko Pops. Oof. And you're like... Oh dear. What is this? That's not E3. It's like a shitty PAX. Mm. Like, if you want this, go to... Packs. It's what a big game, just another convention. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it has just turned into an hour convention, and it's pretty shitty, and it's in pretty dire sit, uh, in a pretty dire state now. So like, obviously they they cancelled it. COVID nineteen, everything's getting cancelled because mm-hmm. people are too like. If you kept it going, people will go to it and make everyone sick and make this whole situation worse. So you, yeah, you should be cancelling that stuff. Yeah, but. Does anyone else feel that there, that was just a convenient excuse at a very convenient time? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I do think that maybe E3 or whoever organizes E3 was looking for a way to get out of this. And obviously people, because obviously the likes of Microsoft and they, they're they the last ones now to do the big press conference. And the cost, yeah. it's just, I doubt it's cheap to do that. Um, so yeah, they've spent spend a lot of money on that stuff. But uh, uh, the same time like this year um what do you call the guy that does the video game awards oh yeah that guy, yeah. i forget his name i know who you're talking about though uh, uh well he pulled out and he's been involved with them 
for a long time. Mm. The people who run the show, like do the, all the the designs and stuff, they mm. they pulled out, um, and so they had no one to actually uh, design the show for them. And you had uh, those big leaks where they leaked everyone's details yeah. from last year's show, um, which wasn't great for them. So, yeah, and then there was that whole thing that got out there around them talking about this show and how it was being planned and around activating people. It's all very marketing yeah. and, you know, keeping people engaged, waiting in queues and stuff. Um, and yeah, like it used to be a big exciting thing for seeing new stuff that hadn't been announced. Yeah. And now it just turned into, yeah, let's, this is a whole marketing thing to, mm. um, and it hasn't been, hasn't felt the same in a lot of years. I, I, I will say like the, the announcement year for the, the consoles, the, the consoles was probably the last time there was any excitement around that show. So, yeah. I think they'll try something again because they want to try and squeeze whatever money they can mm. out of it. Um, but as far as the E3s of yesteryear, the big exciting ones, the ones where you see these crazy um, like booth setups and big mad yep. giant statues on the show floor, those days are gone. I would even say like the the big press conference on reveals here. Look at our the two consoles. Yeah. How they've been on revealed. Like one was done through a Wired magazine web the the website mm. like an interview, um, and the other one was done at the the video game awards, um, and and just shown. There's no real build up or big yeah. presentation there, um, but yeah, like. From like I've been following E3 for a long time since it was, and it was always really cool. They they had that one hall called Kencha Hall, where all the weird stuff was. That and see once once that went away, so like you would have the, I think there was three different halls. I'm not I'm not sure, but all at, at the top, you'd have all the big guys. You know your EA, your yep. Activision, Nintendo was all there, and their big massive booths and all these stations where you can go and play the games at. Uh, and that's you had people doing all the. Uh, the behind the scenes uh, closed room demos and, sh- and shit like that but then you had this wee hall called Kencha Hall which is where all the weird wee experimental indie stuff went on that's where Guitar Hero was first discovered it was down there and that's where like you got you know like third party peripheral peripheral mm. showing their weird fucking here's a things you strap your hands and play a fighting game with or some shit like that that's where you saw all that weird yeah. stuff and it was interesting to see that stuff, and you just don't get that from from the show anymore. It's it's very very, like it's weird to say it's very very marketing focused now, when it technically it always was. It was always about selling the games, but it used to be about selling, getting buyers for your your games to sell on to the public. But now it's it's sort of skipped out that part, and it's going directly to the public, which ends up being a bit shit. Yeah, <laughs> to, to put it bluntly, that's to be very blunt. It it hasn't felt the same in many many years. Shall we find out if if Cat has any input onto E three? Of course, that one guy in every E three that shouts "woo." Oh yeah, the at woo the top guy. of his lungs. It's always Bethesda too. <laughs> <laughs> Last year it was a woman at Bethesda, or no? That, was, that might have been a couple of years. You just 
Like anything Elder Scrolls came on, she was screaming uh, yeah, 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 at the yeah, top yeah. of her lungs. Yeah. What's your thoughts, Kat? Oh, my thoughts. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that guy last year at E3, uh, he can just fucking, no offense, drop dead, to be honest. Like, But, uh, no, definitely, I think it was they were looking for an excuse to get away from it this year. And it, no offense, but like with the coronavirus going on at the moment, it was like, oh, jackpot. You know what I mean? Uh. So, like, I had been failing for years and years. I remember being good while sitting up, I think it was a couple of years ago, sitting up watching all the... Uh, the shit happening, like, and you're all excited for it, but like, mm. as Colin said, slowly steady, it's just went downhill and turned into this thing. It's not what it's meant to be, like, you know. So, like, I, I think game companies themselves are better off just having their own shows, doing it online, or doing a presentation, or having it somewhere else. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. because it makes more sense, like, instead of competing, it's cheaper you know for I mean? them. Because, it, mm. uh, hmm? yeah, it's cheaper for them. You're engaging directly with your fans. Yeah, uh, because like you have um, your own fans. Like at the end of the day, like if that's what you want. Like instead of like everybody hustling onto like one big bald and they go to another big bald and afterwards, there's general dedicated fans. Like they're all just go to there, no hassle free that they're that they're not going to be clashing with other fans. Like fucking, mm. you know. I presume like if, if if the arguments are petty in the comment section, I wonder what they're like in real life. Jeez, you know what I mean? Point. When people are sitting calling it the the gay station, you know what I mean, or flipping the fake box, you know what I mean, like that kind of shit there. Like I'd love to see those people at E3 they like go up and beat the shit out of each other, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and then again, it's a nerd fight too. Like so, like it's like it's not proper fighting. It's like slapping the hands off each other, like you know, fucking pansy fighting. So you think you know EC3 I mean? should turn into a Mortal Kombat tournament now? <laughs> oh no, fuck, Jesus, that'd probably be far better if it did turn on the combat, you'd probably get more ratings and viewers, like, for Christ's sake, like, but, uh, 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 no, I, pr- I personally think now that the way forward is for each individual game company to do their own shows and presentations, at the end of the day, like, it's, uh, you know, E3, it's done it, it was great for its time, but we're moving into different generations now, that's mm. the way it is, like, so, it's, like, time for new things, and E3, thank you for all the great years, but, like, uh, now it's time to bow down and move on. <laughs> that's a good segue that is a good segue mm-hmm. so um we're gonna move well speaking of e3 as times move on and things like that obviously the what would you call it the, the specs details yes that's exactly what they okay are. well the specs of the playstation 5 have now been f- is this all of this like there's nothing else we need to know technic in a technical no, sense there's shit tons okay um so the playstation 5 specs have been released and obviously the xbox one no, what's it called? The Xbox Series, Series X. X. The Xbox Series X have now been released, and you can now now sit down and compare the two. Um, and from what we can tell, yes, we should do right here. Okay. Um, well, straight up, we won't sort of piss about the butchers, like. But the first thing is, it looks like the Xbox is going to be more powerful. Slight. Well, yeah. Uh, it's not slightly at all. It's got an extra two teraflops. Whatever. No one knows what that means. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure there's engineers right there that know what that means, but no one really cares. So, um, so that you're straight away talking about its uh, GPU. Um, so that like it's they're both uh, ready on GPUs, right. AMDs, which to anyone who knows their graphics cards is the cheap one. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, like a PlayStation's got RDNA Navi 10.28 teraflops <laughs> with uh, 36 CUs at <laughs> computational Does units. anyone know what this means? Right, so a teraflop, it's a way of measuring uh, how fast something can do something. And it's like tera is like giga, yep, tera, yep. like 
uh, uh, flop is floating point operations per second. Right. That still doesn't mean anything to anyone. Nope. Um, <laughs> I wish you see that that instead of that, it's it's better to say it will be able to do 4K resolution, uh-huh. 120 hertz refresh rate, which is how yep. often the frames go with 8K support. Wow. Um, so the Xbox will be using pretty much the same architecture. Mm-hmm. Although on this IGN thing, it's uh, on the PlayStation, it's RDNA Navi. And on the Xbox, it's RNDA Navi. Now, I don't know if that's a typo or if, that, or if that's two different things. If it's IGN, just, it's probably just, a typo. <laughs> I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> IGN aren't exactly <coughs> smartest of people. So now, the Xbox obviously has got... Like, you know the difference between... 10.2 and 12. Yes. 12 is more, so yes. better. Okay. Um, it's Unless you're talking about a bill. <laughs> it's got uh, 52, um, 52 uh, computational units. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that right. But theirs are slightly slower. Uh, so, like, you know, that's the way you break the down. But what what that makes in sense, uh, how, that, how we make sense of that in plain English means... Now, the language used here is important. Native 4K, as in it will render your shit mm-hmm. uh, at a 4K rev- resolution, 8K sport uh, up to 120 hertz. Again, uh, that's pretty much the same. So, th- like, at the end of the day, they're, they're both saying, right, we can do up to 120 frames per second. There's the potential to support 8K, and we, mm-hmm. they will do uh, 4K, and both have guaranteed 4K 60. So the difference between 10 and 12 to airflops, you guys are fucked. They both do the thing. Do you know what I'd be more interested in? The difference between the what? PS4 and the PS5? Uh, or the Xbox One and the Series X? I can do that. It's just, I want... If, if, there's, if there's only a slight difference in the numbers between the 4 and 5, it's like, right. There's not a big difference between these next generation then. That's what I would be interested in. Yeah. Um, and plus, I really want to see the PlayStation. Yeah, they, they haven't... Show them what a, what it looks like. I just want to see the fucking thing, and I want to see this new pad that they're loving. This for the PlayStation. Ah, they're talking about these new fucking. Oh, the wee triggers on the back of that. This fucking what, what was it they called it? Haptic triggers. Oh, the haptic triggers. Yeah. Ah, what the fuck's these things? Yeah, I mean, uh, the Xbox have shown their pad. It, it looks more or less like mm. the one they got. I think there's been some improvements made, maybe taken from the Elite controller and, nah. and carried over to it. Um, it's the Xbox One had a really nice controller to begin with. Mm. It does. It's still a really nice controller. That's what I use my PC. Um, and it, I think that's just stay with that. Make uh, a couple of incremental co- improvements and uh, don't don't do anything too drastic. Mm. Same with the PlayStation. Um, and after yeah. four PlayStations, it's still a very similar pad. Like some better feeling triggers there mm-hmm. at the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those still feel flimsy and if your finger comes off at the wrong angle it fucking hurts it does <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's they haven't there's no dates yet there's no the big number they haven't give yet obviously is the price neither one yeah, has so dropped that bomb that, yet that's the most important one and they they haven't told us um there's one other point of contention with both of them so that they have confirmed they're both going to have solid state drives but xbox is going to be a terabyte drive yeah. uh, the playstation is going to be 825 gigs 
That's a strange number. Uh, so I don't know. Is Microsoft saying the total storage space on the hard drive, but not maybe PlayStation's already taken off I the space for operating systems? That's what I heard. But if you go and look at uh, solid state hard drives, they tend to come in really weird, uh, oh, do they? weird sizes. Yeah. All right. Um, they both have an expandable like. Plug-in yep. for it, so you can plug in external memory, and I don't know if it's been confirmed with both of them if they can just take a. Uh, I think that no, USB. I think so. Xbox can. At the PlayStation thing said. Can it run thing. games off it? Yeah. It, oh, okay. You'll be able to take any on your current, like if you're using your hard drive now for an Xbox One X, you'll be able to plug that straight into the Series X and go. That's clever. That's yeah. clever. These things are really similar. Um, but then I guess and there wasn't that much difference. If you look at the Xbox One and the PS4, I bet you there's not a lot of difference between them either. There's there's not. At this point, it's like really... The big thing for me is going to be what games come at launch. That's what always gets me. If you launch with good games, I'll buy your console. Uh, not necessarily for, for me. Um, one of the big things is the, the backwards compatibility as well. Yeah. Um, now, I know when PlayStation put out them stats, there was a lot of confusion about this. Uh, I don't know if anyone's seen Sony put out a statement as of today, today being the 21st of March uh, 2020, obviously. Um, and they basically says, right, to avoid confusion, here's the official statement. 90% of PS4 games will work on the PS5. So that, mm. to me, is okay. I mean, I don't play 90% of PS4 games. I play, like, maybe 10% of PS4 games. So as long as that 10% is included, I'm a happy man. Uh, but the thing is, is uh, the Xbox has got them well beat, though. Yeah, they're uh, going full backwards. they've got Xbox One, Xbox 360, mm. original Xbox... And Xbox One accessories. Mm. Have Sony said are the PlayStation 4 controllers going to work on the PlayStation 5? I do not know. That would be a big thing as well, I suppose. Mm. But again, yeah. like, uh, like Microsoft's really playing the hearts of mind games here. They, they, they have been for a while. They kind of had, they? Um, they, they were, they've been playing catch-up. Mm. So they've been very quick to give uh, their the, the people playing, like, what? really what they want it's like you want backers oh yes, come on we'll you had it. a great opportunity what? there give the people Got what they want to give the people what they want <laughs> <laughs> sorry lad Andy Andy shout out to Excalibur I'm not gonna say I'm not Excalibur <laughs> but yeah um, I know yeah, what you mean yeah they, they've been at every turn you know especially the, with the cross play stuff um, oh yeah and that's where the the big one of the biggest things for this next generation is going to be is like we want full crossplay and everything, so it doesn't matter what yep. your friends are playing on. Um, All that so can do is help as well if you think about it. Yeah, if you are, are like myself, I do tend to think of myself more as a Sony person. You know what? It'll, it, it'll who who it'll help most though is developers. Yeah, sell more games. True, true. Might not not necessarily sell you more consoles but like at the same time it's it means that people and their friends are going to play together mm -hmm. um they're no longer forced to make a group decision yep <laughs> it's like pick whatever one you want and we can play together anyway yep. um so yeah in some situations that'll give you less sales because uh 
where someone would have went, oh, we all have to get Xboxes, so we'll all get Xboxes in. Everyone will just get what they want. But at the same time, that you could be on the other side of that, whereas in the per- one person that wanted an Xbox but had to get a PS4 to play with everyone else, mm-hmm. they they can just buy an Xbox. Yep. Um, and it's it's the way it should be. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing the difference now is down to the the exclusive games. Yeah. And if we can get rid of that, it will be sorted. I don't think you'll ever get rid of exclusive no, games. No, not completely. No. Horizon's coming out in the PC, though. True, true. Mm. Who developed Horizon? Uh, that crowd that did the... Gorilla. Uh, Gorilla. And they are owned by Sony. Oh, yeah. There you go. And they're coming to PC. Um, I, I don't think you'll ever get rid of the exclusive games, but the, the, cro- the crossplay is a big thing, if we can. As a great company once said, we all play games. Why shouldn't we play together? Who said that? Sega, for the launch of the Dreamcast, when they had internet support and no one else did. And that went well for them? They were too ahead of their time. <laughs> they were. They really were. God bless you, Sega. So, like, <laughs> do you have a preference at the minute? Me? I am just, I'm kind of a Sony guy. That's the thing with me. I'm a big fighting game guy. And the Sony controller has always been superior for fighting games. I know when it comes to shooters, the Xbox seems to be better for shooters, but fighting games are my thing. I know I haven't really played a lot in a while. I'm trying to get my groove back for fighting games. I feel like I've lost it a wee bit. I need to get my groove back. But because of that love of fighting games, I probably will stick with PlayStation if the controller stays somewhere. That, that's valid enough uh, reason without being a total fanboy. Mm. Because Sony's always going to have the advantage of having those weird Japanese games mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that you're just not going to get on Xbox. Mm. Um, and the flip side of that is the backwards compatibility, which I think is really important. You should just be able to play this stuff mm-hmm. and, and not have to have, you know, 20-year-old hardware hooked up onto your TV to do it. Yeah. Um, if you can just play your stuff that True. you already own. Yep. That's great, and and also make make it accessible to be able to play. Yep. Um, there's the Project X Cloud for Xbox as well, which is like, it's really good. Yeah, it's really good. Way better. PlayStation now. Oh, it kicks the sh- PlayStation now. May as well not exist. I mean, um, <laughs> Josh, you obviously have the Project X Cloud on your phone. Yeah. And there was a day, just bringing this back. This is weird. Bringing this back to me saying I sort of fell out with my love of fighting games, and I was, wouldn't mind trying Color Instinct. And this is when we were in the office and Josh wheels across the floor and goes, there you go, have a game of Killer Instinct on my phone with his controller. I was like, Jesus, this is brilliant. And you know what? Killer Instinct's a good game. <laughs> it really is. But yeah, it it just, it there was so little latency in it. It was absolutely brilliant. You haven't heard much about that partnership, but Sony and Microsoft are doing something with cloud gaming mm-hmm. together. Because they are, yeah. Can you imagine? Google if, scared the shit out of them. Yeah, true. And then <laughs> it turned out that it was a false alarm. <laughs> a total false alarm. <laughs> but maybe months. that that G uh, G Force now. G Force now. Maybe that'll still give them uh, a wee bit of. Well, everyone's been taking their games off that and being like, "We didn't see." Put, put oh, really? Uh, there's all sorts of oh, no. controversy going on there. Even though it worked really well. Yeah, it it works well, but that's stuff that they're gonna have to work out. Is yeah. like, so like, G Force is in. Well, the the GeForce it, it just gives you access to this machine that's off somewhere else, and all you're doing is accessing your Steam library and playing mm-hmm. a game from that. Um, but then developers are all like, "No, nah, but you'd never ask us if we could put it on here." Which, yeah, you have a point there, but also, 
it's my Steam library. Also, you shouldn't be getting paid more money because I already paid, paid? for this uh. game and it's like got nothing to do with you how I choose to access my Steam library and play those games. True, 100%. You're pay- and paying NVIDIA for the rental of basically a That's, machine. Yep. Um, but yeah... Uh, that that's that's what they have to figure out here. Um, but that, the the other thing as well, uh, advantage that they would give you an advantage of on Xbox is their uh, Game Pass. Yeah, yeah, is really really good, really good as well. And Sony needs one of those. And no, PlayStation now doesn't fill that gap. No, it does not. See, this is what I was thinking. If Sony maybe used that deal with Microsoft to use their servers with the PlayStation Now, then they might have something on their hands. If they yeah. put on PS2 and PS1 library, I would actually pay a subscription service for that. So the the thing is, now that Stadia has proven to be a wet fart, <laughs> is there any incentive for them to do that there at all? probably isn't, but if the xCloud does really well they may look at that and go hmm maybe we do need something like that and with all the mini consoles being the big rage at the moment nostalgia and retro is big so why not give us a service with all the old retro games on it I mean can someone do something where we can play PC 98 games because I kind of want to what's a PC 98 game it's a a PC 98 is a it's a Japanese computer but the it did a lot of stuff back in the 90s that allowed it to be very graphical. Oh, um, okay. And the games in it look absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. I, I want to play some of them because <laughs> they look really good, but there's... For those of you that could just hear that, Colin pulled a hell of a face when he made that noise. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll show you some of the, the games for it. It's the, they, they look unbelievable for the time. Like there's the sprite work on them. It's like, I do like... I do, yeah, uh, it's, all, it's all sprites. But I'm it, a sucker it, for sprite work. They basically had access to so many colors, like a huge color palette. They could uh, do really detailed uh, oh. sprite work. Um, and they... they they look. It's the sort of thing you'd like to sit there and like just mess about with. Cool. But yeah, maybe maybe I'll go down an emulator rabbit hole at some point. Someday. Um, how are we doing for time there, boss? How would? Um, I think it's about time we took a break. Okay. Uh, cat. Oh wait, we didn't. We didn't ask cat if he had anything to add. I know, cat. Sorry, lad. Uh, <laughs> uh, the We're back on the fucking scene again, eh? Sorry, what? We're back on the scene. Oh, of course you yeah, are. You are. Yeah. Um, I the what do you call it? The only thing I would say about these new consoles is after doing a bit of research myself is the that the whole loading time thing, the solid state drives, wasn't it? Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. The, the yeah, load like, times are huge. Sony still boasting about that there a lot, isn't it? They're like they're swearing that they could like speed up things, fast travel, and it's going to be a fast travel. And one of the things was was to do with Spider Man that like uh, for such a smooth running game that like it still took time to load up. That's the city. And mm. this shouldn't be an issue now with the new consoles. Like, mm-hmm. it should be you be able to just go from oh, yeah, the, second loading to be like a second. You'd be there. Like, I think they did a uh, side by side thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, good or, to see Microsoft. No, no, that, that, can, was, that was Microsoft. Uh, well, good to see Microsoft actually, what do you call it, getting their heads screwed on now about like appealing the fans and all, mm. as you say, appealing to the hearts and minds instead of like turning around and crushing their other console <laughs> with DMR and all that crap. That should probably mm. be completely off the original, the, the Xbox. Here's the, the thing. Xbox you see the, the, what they originally proposed it's, way back mm. that E3? That's where we are now. It's kind of happening with that, digital yeah, games. It's, it's happened. Uh, 
the yeah. the, the market yeah. has switched to digital. Not many people are buying physical games anymore, and you can't sell on a digital game. Or just you, all right, just you bringing that up. I'm going to ask you all. Um, when was the last time you bought a di- uh, or sorry, not digital, a uh, physical hunt, game? Hunt. Was that hunt? physical? Yeah, <laughs> I bought hunt. I I bought hunt and physical yeah, too. Literally today. I what? bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare. All oh, right, physical as well. Yeah. Okay, so saying on the physical market, hmm. still a big thing then. Yeah, man, I, I like just we having. Were... I like it's having the hard copy of a game. Same, you know my I mean? my so Doom Eternal's hard copy. It's it's no uh, it's nowhere near where it used to be. Um, like I will always buy digital if I can. Oh yeah, if you can get a deal, you'll go digital. Hundred percent. Eugene just had to reply there. Hunt. You said hunt. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Eugene's uh-huh. on the the chat yeah. with us uh, as well, folks. <laughs> yeah. One thing I do have a problem with with Xbox at the moment is is why are they still putting controllers out with batteries? Like PlayStation have done this. Like we have. We don't. They have to don't. Put the Elite controller doesn't have batteries. Yeah, my <laughs> controller doesn't have batteries. The Elite controller doesn't have batteries. Yeah, it's but got... they still have these like controllers with batteries. I don't understand that anymore. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, why not just do away with them air? Because like it's like what do you call it? Uh, you happen to run down. I've still like people I know still run down the shop. They get batteries for their controller. And it's like why don't you just buy a controller without a battery? You know, I mean, one you can charge up hmm. and all. I think they should be eliminating that there to be honest. Like instead of like now. Yeah, my the Xbox uh, my Xbox controller that is right in front of me has a rechargeable battery in it. It's so they do come with rechargeable batteries. But the difference yeah. being is you can remove the rechargeable battery and replace it with another one. So yeah, I remember it, my, the, the Xbox 360 had the rechargeable batteries you could plug into the battery pack. Yeah, so does you the one. Yeah, but I still think the PlayStation controller is still better, to be honest. Like it's fucking, not, you know, it, it, depend, it depends. <laughs> it, it depends on what you're doing, but overall, the build quality of the the, the Xbox One controller is way better. It feels way more solid. Um, it mm-hmm. sticks are way nicer. Uh, the the only thing is the things work differently. Like, so it depends on the type of game. If you're playing a heavy D pad game like a fighting game, the PlayStation controller is the better because it's just the positioning. Mm. But if you're playing like any sort of shooter or anything like that, the Xbox controller works better because the it's the analog stick that's up in that that raised up position. Um, so like the, there's if you want to talk about purely how they're built, yeah, the, I think the Xbox is a slightly better build quality to it but again it depends that you could use both for different things yeah 100% one thing about the Xbox controller it's and they did this this was their original big fat Xbox controller as well they did this the face buttons are concave yeah which hurts your thumbs yes (laughs) I know I know stop doing that just make them like the the PlayStation buttons just make them flat flat or Uh, or sorry, they're convex. Convex, sorry, sorry, sorry concaves, M words, sorry. Yeah, right. Um, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've always wondered because that's always been because they don't have the 360 pads as well. And because I remember the first game I played in the 360 was Dead or Alive. And just bashing that was tough to play with that shit D pad and those shit buttons. <laughs> Uh, but I tell you what, folks, we will take a break. Uh, we will be right back with you where we're going to do our beer necessities and talk TVs and movies and wrestling and anime.
do love that bit of music. It's it's class. Does it? Uh, um, I still think Jack Evans is one of those crazy bastards that just gravity means nothing to him. Like, do you ever see the shapes he can bend himself into as well? He's he's really good. Tougher than a two dollar steak, as a great man would say. <laughs> but welcome back, folks. Uh, you, you just gotta keep that run in the background like that. <laughs> um, yeah, why not? Just, that's our, sue me, Tony Khan. <laughs> that's our new beer necessities theme in a ring. Yeah, so honestly, that's the the hybrid two from AEW. That's their theme. So if you've never seen them two before, you should check them out. And Helico and Jack Evans. And Helico's very good as well. Big lanky weird he bastard. A, he's very very good. He's not your normal looking wrestler. No, he's definitely not. Where's he from? South Af- South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, very cool dude. Very cool dude. Because, um, like, um, he's kind of similar to Zack Saber Junior. Actually, yeah, that's very submission based and lanky. Yeah, that's actually really good. And a really good comparison. I didn't even. Oh, very good, very good. He's British, isn't he, Zack Saber? He is. Uh, you can right. tell by him dressing in a Union Jack. All right. <laughs> I don't think about. Oh, I did. I seen him wrestle Jeff Cobb once. Very good match. Very good match. But uh, we're gonna move on, and we're gonna bring back one of our most popular sections in the universe. Oh God. No, oh, here it's we go. Forever. Oh, okay. Ah, oh, please don't be too loud. Oh, yeah. We're, we're experimenting here. Or not loud enough. Oh. God damn it. Get ready. Get ready to sing, folks. Oh, oh we made it in time. Look for those beer necessities, those simple beer necessities. Forget about your silly WKDs. Oh, yeah. I mean those beer necessities with rums and gins and even whiskeys. Those simple beer necessities of life. See, even in these trying times, we can still bring a bit of joy to people's ears. <laughs> <laughs> we owe it to people to bring this stuff. Is that to what them. that was? <laughs> joy. That's just uh, uh, audio joy. That's what that was. That was, that was. So this month, what have we got, Colin? Uh, so we picked up. Uh, what the fuck? Uh, we we picked up a, a beer by a brewery called Farmageddon. Now I'm not sure if we've had Farmageddon stuff before. You're probably. I think we have. I think we have. I'm not 100%, but I think we have. I'm pretty sure. Sh- uh, yeah, we'll say yes. We're just going to say yes. We can't remember that sure, far back. Probably. <laughs> so they're a brewery from County Down, and this is a Fruit Bowl IPA. I think that's literally what, what it's called, isn't it? Fruit Bowl? Yeah, Fruit Bowl. Yeah. Fruit Bowl IPA. Um, named so because apparently it tastes of various fruits like apricot and pineapple and peach and mango this is gonna be a hell of a fruity beer if it's all because they are like the fruitiest of fruity fruits mm. <laughs> that didn't sound right at all but uh yeah i know I'm, I'm worried it's gonna be like um do you remember that one oh, i can't even remember uh. there was a beer we had it must have been like maybe two years ago now and it was like all these fruits put together and it didn't taste like a beer it tasted more like a crazy ass weird cider yeah it didn't go down too well with us i remember that much it was too fruity but you know i'm gonna trust the the guys from county down to deliver us a good beer here um i like the pouring instructions it may be cloudy harden up it's a craft beer oh i like that <laughs> harden up harden up <laughs> I uh, tried to go to their website to get information on the beer, but all they're doing is selling t-shirts. 
<laughs> They're a t-shirt company. Um, it's vegan friendly, apparently. There you go. Hmm. Oh, right. Um, wait. When would you be putting animal products in a beer? I'm. Uh, I didn't make any. In, I didn't put anything in mine. I think there is in stout, isn't there? Ah, you, you might be firing some milk in there or something. Mm, maybe. Well, uh, am I the only person with a bottle opener? Uh, open, <laughs> pass it on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, see. Oh shit! She's exploding. She's exploding. Uh, watch yourself, Josh. Uh, do you, do you need to get up and sort that out, or do you need me to get up and sort you out? Are you okay? No, Josh. Josh is. Have the earphones on. <laughs> Oh, right, hang what on. What is going on? Josh is trying to eat all the foam. So Josh is kind of tasting it already by accident. Right, give me a second. Off to an excellent start yep. here. Come on, Dave. Fuck farm again. What the hell? I'll save you, I swear. I'll just... It smells good. We are There's so much. It's everywhere. Holy shit. I think, I think they dropped them in the place before. So, yeah, we're going to... We're probably... Uh, we're going to try this immediately, I well, guess. We didn't drop them. Well, we didn't drop them, though. That's what I'm saying. Uh, they think that the unnamed supermarket that we bought these from uh, dropped them. Maybe in all the panic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> true, true. So yeah, I so knock them over by running for toilet roll. <laughs> yeah, very right, very quickly. If you're one of these panic buyers, calm down, folks. Calm down, okay. You know, we, we, we save enough for everybody else. We're we're all in this together, okay. So I'm gonna risk opening mine now. Go for it. Good luck. Easy. Oh, it's it's Easy. gentle. This is like the slowest bottle open on beer necessities in beer necessities history. Oh shit! No, it's 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 not waiting. That's only slightly open on it. <laughs> Jesus Christ! This beer wants out. It really does. Holy shit! This is like every time I open a can of Guinness, it just explodes. <laughs> I'm sucking the top of my bottle. Right, I'm just gonna go for it here. Some good noises in this podcast, <laughs> right? I think it's good noises. I think it's camped. I think it's camped, right? Yep, I'm all right. We're all good. We're all open, and there's not too much of a mess around us. Oh, okay. Oh, right. Okay. So, uh, oh, so Josh is pouring into a glass that looks very cloudy but very cool. Uh, you're oh, you're pouring too. I'm just gonna be a, a savage and drink from the bottle. I mostly pouring it because I want to see what it looks like. Mm. It's very cloudy, as it did say on the bottle. It's a craft beer. Most craft beers do tend to be a bit cloudy, though, because yeah, they're unfiltered. They don't filter. Uh, That's shit poor. <laughs> nah, I think it's an it's an insanely fucking uh, volatile. <laughs> if you were to just throw that without opening, I reckon it would actually explode. It's very angry. <laughs> it could be like a bomb and fucking uh, hunt. It's a very cloudy, pale color. It has a nice smell off it, though. There's very nice. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You, it, it smells like those mentioned fruits. It really does. Like peach. Mm. Well, we give I'm it definitely getting peach and pineapple anyway. Yeah, let's, let's. We'll give it a proper swig now without a panic sort of foam if, drink. If I can get down to it with this <laughs> foam. Oh, 
that's fruity. That's real fruity. But it's still beer. Still, aye. It's good. It's really good. <laughs> yeah. That. Wow. You can you can literally taste all that. Are, wow. Do you remember? Uh, I keep reverting this back to myself like I'm some type of beer expert now. But do you remember a while ago I was talking about making a mango and passion fruit beer? Mm-hmm. I think I've already been beating it now. That's really, that's the type of thing I wanted to make. Would that have been what you're going for? That would have been definitely what I was trying to go for. But Yeah, it, it does have like a, a tropical fruit type I taste. Guarantee my uh, mine would not have been anywhere near as good as us. <laughs> no way. So thanks Farmageddon for taking my idea and making it a uh, good because I probably would have been a disaster. That's very easily drank. Oh, isn't it? Just goes down very, very smooth. Hmm. Jesus could be. I know we're only in March, but beer of the year so far. That's absolutely gorgeous. Um. No. Uh. It's obviously well aware that. Cat's on the podcast with us, but Cat isn't with us, I'm afraid. So if you haven't heard Cat talk about the beer, that's because obviously uh, it, it sadly isn't here to, to try it. But Cat, um, we can assure you that the, the beer is really nice and um, we'll try and psychically send you some over somehow. Um, can you taste it, Cat? Can you? <laughs> is he still- um, can you put me on? <laughs> You're there. You're, there. You're live, baby. Uh, just keep one for me for the next time if we do get a next time like uh, and I will drink several of the beers that, that I've is a good fucking shout no, sorry for the swearing I can play ketchup man ketchup being a necessity ketchup cat's gonna pass it on the floor <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a, I will, like, if I must several podcasts I will assure you I will drink every one of them through whatever podcast <laughs> I <have. laughs> And give, and give commentary and fucking still talk the topics of the podcast. Uh, oh, that's that, I like that idea. Um, this is good. 5% just. That's really nice. Big bottles though, what are they? My glass is just full of foam now. Actually, <laughs> yes, it just looks like a big chunky ice cream in your glass. Um, really, really nice beer. Uh, I could actually drink that big one. It's not sickeningly sweet. It's nice, you know? Easily goes down. Yeah, it's not the like, it's not overpoweringly fruity like you will get with actual fruit beers. Mm. Um, you're still the like it's really light for an IPA. IPAs tend to be really hoppy. This isn't very hoppy. I know it doesn't say session IPA, but would you say it's sort of like a session IPA? You have to drink a few of them to find out. <laughs> Ooh. So I'm looking at the back and it actually tells you the uh, hops and the grain it uses. And it's funny, I was the two, two of the hops were two that I was looking into buying for the beer I wanted to make. So I was on the right track anyway. But there's a couple more hops that they use, which is probably why they really get a bit more flavor. And they use apricot, pineapple. Uh, yeah, they use a lot more fruits than I was going to use as well. So yeah, these guys have... Not just beat me to it, but they have whipped my arse during it as well. So fair play, they Farmageddon. That's a great name for a brewery as well. Farmageddon. That's <laughs> a fucking fantastic. Even the uh, the logo, right? I was saying I'm a big Motorhead fan. Do you not think that's the the, the logo's kind of warbly looking almost? Yeah, it's a, a warthog. It's a big warthog. Yeah, with big tusks. The, the big tusks and all. I when I searched for it, the first thing it came up was a Sean the Sheep film. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Oh, now, if I'm just just so I'm not mistaken, Sean the Sheep is Wallace and Gromit's Wallace and Gromit's sheep. Yeah, his pet sheep. Did he get his own movie? Apparently, but you can't do a Wallace and Gromit movie without Wallace and Gromit. He had his own TV show. What? Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. Okay. Was this like life before or after Wallace and Gromit? Do you know? I'm not sure. This was last year. <laughs> Fuck. Right. Okay. Right. That's crazy. Uh, so, so definitely after. Oh, ah, all right, right. Oh, yeah, that's right, because does he not move back in with the wee farmer after the end of I have Close no Shave? Idea. I love the Wallace and Gromit <laughs> shorts. I absolutely <laughs> love them. Um, wrong Trousers is still my favourite, though, with the, the penguin. Evil penguin. Oh, yeah, there was an evil penguin. The evil there. penguin robber, and he put, a, he put a glove on his head, and everyone thought he was a chicken. <laughs> 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 so that's how he was able to get away with all his crimes. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's an absolutely gorgeous beer. Absolutely lovely. Loving that one. Farmageddon's Fruit nice. Bowl. Brilliant, eh? Absolutely lovely. Um, yeah, I think... I've never seen Farmageddon in any of our pubs. I'm sure it's probably there in bottles. Yeah, I, I think would I would... That's one, if I went into a bar, I would actually happily drink. Because I know some of the ones we do, we would say, oh, I'll drink one or two of them, then I'd probably move on. I think that's one you could maybe sit on easily and just relax all night with that. It's a good beer. Nice sipping beer. Well done, Farmageddon. They've they had a couple more in that shop as well, so we may have to look into those if this one's a good yeah, one. Yeah, there was a, a wheat beer in there as well, which is also new. They, they don't seem to give their beers funny names, they just say. Mm. Oh, they, they, it's an IPA. They've, they've got such a good uh, brewery name, they don't need funny names for their beers as well. So, uh, great beer, and we will now move on. Oh, crap, my, my page moved. Move sorry. on to what? Uh, suspense is I know, sorry. Me. Colin, you watched Castlevania. I did I. You're going to have to tell me about it, but keep it spoiler free. Am I the only person? That- uh, I think Huge has watched it as well, um, but obviously Huge is not with us. He's not here. Have you ever watched any of the Castlevania, Josh? No, I haven't. You should totally watch it. It's so good. The first two seasons I've checked out are fucking fantastic. I will see sometime this week because obviously with the whole situation, we're now, I, I now work from home. So I am going to binge the fuck out of Castlevania this week. So you can keep it spoiler free for me so I can enjoy it. But tell me how good is it? Spoiler free, tell me all about it. It <laughs> is. It's good. Is it as good as season two? No. Season two was amazing. No, it's not. I don't think it is. It's going to be hard because In my of opinion. Um, Someone's missing. So it's 10 episodes now. Uh, so it's got two extra episodes. Uh, with that, it's a little slower paced mm. than two. Um, and it's weird. Here's going to be spoilers for uh, the previous seasons. Uh, they defeat Dracula. In season two. In season two. So he's not around. The entire um, season, not even like a... God damn it. Why would you ask? Sorry, spoiler? okay. <laughs> Okay, okay. No. No, Dracula's not in this season. Fair dues. Um, so, it's... You may wonder what, where, where is this picking up? And um, so you've got Cypher and... Wait, what? Trevor. Just figure out which Belmont I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Simon and Trevor. <laughs> and, and they're just traveling around in a horse and cart. Um, they're in a relationship. I'm pretty sure that was established in, in season two. Yep. Um... And they're they're kind of doing this whole thing, travel from place to place, just killing uh, 
Hellbeast yeah, wrapping up as the, they go. Yeah. Um, Dracula, not Dracula, Alucard is at Dracula's castle, hanging okay. out there, which is now set on top of the Belmont home. Okay. As it was in season two where yep. it finished. So it's still there and he's guarding that. He uh, So Alucard's gone a bit nuts from loneliness. Oh, and like, so it isn't really a spoiler, it's a wee throwaway thing, but he has like a wee two like plush, a plush cipher and a pl- <laughs> plush Trevor. Oh my god. He, he talks to them and they talk back. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Um, but that works so well because Alucard's such a deadly serious character yeah. so having this yeah. big comedic moment with him could be so cool yeah. so um, the uh, Cypher and Trevor come up on this uh, this town where things aren't quite right in the, the Priory there with all um, uh, the, the monks and all are the, the religious leaders of the town are acting all weird and shit um, and basically the the leader of the town asked them to stick around and investigate, and that's that's how the season goes. The okay. season takes place all in this town, and uh, as a subplot, you've got Alucard. Um, he uh, basically these two Japanese kids show up, uh, vampire hunters mm-hmm. show up looking for him um, and want them to to teach them about killing vampires. Because uh, what did, what did you call her? She was in season two, the the Asian. Vampire oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I forget her name, but I know who you're talking about. So she basically had them in, in prison. Yeah. They want to be able to fight vampires, so they're allowed, like, so it's about him t- also teaching them. So you've got two two sort of plot lines. Cool. Um, the whole thing is is a bit meandering, and it feels like it's setting up for something else mm. overall. Now you still do get your uh, like basically episode long. Uh, action scene there near yeah. the end because they have think, to do that. Do you think uh, this is going to be me being a bit stupid do you, but do you remember Daredevil done that famous one shot corridor fight scene and then they kind of yeah. done that in each season? Do you yeah. think that this could be Castlevania's equivalent of right, right one episode has to be a huge ass fight ever since that done well? well. It, you are always going to have your huge ass fight like Things but that should. was an entire episode and it was yeah. incredible. And you're saying they do the uh, similar thing? It, it pretty much is. A, it, it big fight uh, breaks out. The, the guys in the Priory are up to to no good. <laughs> and Those fucking Priory bastards. <laughs> and it all goes to shit. Um, and you have to have uh, the, the big fight. With, it's Castlevania. It's, yeah. it's going to be about fighting. You. It's an action thing. Yep. You need your action scene. The big action scene. Uh, not to say there isn't any action in the rest of it, but yeah. it's like, it does... It's keep, a standout it, action it, scene. It hits a peak, and then yeah. it, like, that's pretty much the whole, the whole episode. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's 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 a bit slower paced. Um, it is very much sort of a... Right, we need to fill something in before we get to something really big. Yeah. Um, and it comes across, it's, it's a bit... Fillery would be how I would describe it, okay. but it's still moving things forward, and they're they're getting to something uh, at the end of it. And next, the next season should be interesting. Definitely not as strong as, as season two, and that probably a big part of that is the absence of mm. Dracula. Um, Has it been confirmed for another season? Sorry, I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I would <laughs> really hope so. I'm assuming they leave it open for one. Ah, okay. Um, but the 
like I don't know why they they didn't introduce any other like I, I thought for sure we were gonna see death. Oh, okay. At some point, but um, no, no. He's obviously a big part of the series. Yeah. Um, I reckon when you do see him, obviously some major shit will be hitting the van. Oh, sorry. I thought there, there's one. There's a third subplot as well. Um, oh. is actually there's two that you know the the two forge masters. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we follow them. Um, as one has been captured by Camilla. Yep. Uh, and we get to see Camilla in her where she lives, uh, where she rules over, along with the the three other vampire ladies that she rules with. Mm-hmm. They're all like together, going over this land. They're coming up with plans of what they can do. They basically want to make a big human farm somewhere, so they have <laughs> unlimited food. Nice. Um, and the other guy is away off looking for a fucking vengeance against everyone who betrayed Dracula. Yep. And he's just making an army of fucking hell beasts. As we noticed at the end of season two. Yep. Sweet. And he's a buddy about us, I have to say. Yeah. <laughs> After what we've seen, really uh, totally. so Some of the shit he does is really good. Sweet. Um, <coughs> a lot more sex in this one as well. Which they kind of interweave all that with the big action scene. Which wait, is wait, wait, really wait. What do you mean weird. a lot more? There was never any sex in the other two seasons? Well, there. So there's, so there's, there is in this. There is sex, let alone a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is so, the animation so just as good though? Yeah, animation. So here's my thing. The, 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 I, so the animation for me in uh, Castlevania is, everyone says it's amazing. I think, I don't, I think it has a, a certain style that they go yeah. for. I find the animation a little bit choppy. Oh, it is. I, from the, it's from almost the like a frame rate thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think that they do that on purpose. Um, and it doesn't it doesn't bother me. It's just at a point that like, if I want to look at something that is that has amazing animation, you know, I'll be looking at like stuff like you know Studio Ghibli. Yeah. Things, you know, stuff what that's I, really like high number of frames. Yeah. What I noticed though is what is if there is like a talky moment in Castlevania, mm-hmm. the animation is choppiest. Yeah, but, but the action, the action scenes, they, they save it. They save oh, it for when it counts. Yes, I will yes. just say there is. A, I'm pretty sure I already told you this. There is a part where there are dual weeding whips. That's bad. And I, for I, anyone that's into Dark Souls nonsense, that'll be like. Yeah, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah whips are shit in most games, to be honest. But unless you're playing Castlevania, then the whip is the most badass thing on earth. Oh, that's all you got. Yep. <laughs> it's like you don't have an option. Yep. What are but you gonna do? Throw axes at everyone? <laughs> You'll run out of magic soon. So well worth watching. Looking forward to checking that out. Definitely. Um, I get on there and and watch it. Like I said, it's it's maybe not as strong as the second season. It's still very very good. I got through it in no time at all. Sweet. <coughs> Yeah, uh, if yeah. you haven't checked out Castlevania yet already, you should definitely yeah check get it on out. that. I said the first really season's four episodes. Is it? Whoa! Is it the best video game? thing to screen never mm. holy shit is it it might be it might be it might be it f- actually it fucking is there's a lot of a lot of shit I haven't seen because that stuff tends to be pish yeah well, I know what they say about the witcher but what about the witcher I haven't seen the witcher even though the witcher's technically based in the books so they it's say but Jesus technic- Christ look at it nah. Look at it. Air quotes, technically. Look at it. Uh, Witcher was good, I hear, though. Witcher's very good. 
Right. Okay. Good. So there is. So it seems that the 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 games to the small screen seem to be working better. Yeah, my movies are a lot well, more risky. Funny we should talk movies because that actually segues quite nicely into the Blue Blurs movie. Oh yeah, because you went and saw the Sonic film. I have seen the Sonic film, and it's good. Wait, we, ne- we never asked. I wonder is Cat oh. there? I don't th- is Cat watch Castlevania? Hang on. Uh, Cat, you're live. Cat. Uh, what am I talking about now? Have you watched the Castlevania have series? No, but I have seen it as up on Netflix. Uh, given now these times, I will probably sit down and binge it. That's the whole thing? Right. No. Aye, the whole oh, thing. Probably not. I'm fucking, jeez, uh, plenty of time. So fucking, oh, why you'll, not? Like? You'll, you'll get through that in half a day. No, uh. no man. I just want to say something to your viewers. Too. Any other recommendations? Is there any chance that we could like uh, get the viewers to like recommend the stuff we'd have them watch too? I like will. I know we're doing it in our group chat too. Where we're going to yep. like share stuff that we haven't watched. That's actually a pretty so cool idea. At the end of this, we will yeah, it's just, throw just our to keep details. Yeah, it's bad times. Yep, like, yep. It's just you know because you will binge through a lot of stuff, and then you're going to hit a, a wall, and you're going, mm. what, what can I watch next? You know what I mean? So like anything and anything is welcome. That's yep. why I look at reading books, uh, following TV shows. Cat, uh, you know. have you watched Sonic the Hedgehog movie? No, but I still want to go see it just for that one meme. The time, oh. what is the time to start talking? Is it yep. the time to start pushing buttons? Okay. I want to see that. It's, I have seen it. I will keep it spoiler free then. But um, the, the best way I could describe it is it's very safe, as you would expect. It's, yeah. it's a family movie. Um, it's, it has some very, very funny moments in it. And I mean very well-written, proper comedy. It's the Deadpool writers doing a family movie. Yeah. So... Now, I will say one thing. Um, do you remember there was the whole original trailer and they were like, oh, we're going to go redesign Sonic? Yes. After watching Sonic the movie, I honestly believe that was bullshit and that first trailer was intentionally awful. But, the design of Sonic. But that's nuts. I know it is nuts, but there's other things in the movie and you're like, wait a minute. If you've redesigned Sonic, then why does this look like this? And why does this look... There's too many... Wait a minute, moments for you to go, you haven't just redesigned Sonic, you put out a bad trailer. Because Sonic's design obviously is more Sonic now. Uh, the only, Honestly, the only thing, the, the difference between it is, he's got two eyes, but they have that bit in between his eyes, which is still white to make it look classic. Yeah. And his arms are blue instead of skin color. But other than that, he is Sonic the Hedgehog. And um, he doesn't have those teeth. Oh, and he doesn't have those teeth, obviously. The um, teeth. The teeth. Oh, fuck. That was... Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm convinced about. Um, you have Cyclops from the X-Men movies, Chris... Chris Marsden? Chris Marsden, he plays... Oh. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're is right. It Chris, though? It is Chris. Is it not something else? No. Is it not James? Oh, James Marsden, you're right, you're absolutely right, sorry. James Marsden. Who the fuck's Chris Marsden? I don't know who Chris Marsden is, sorry. <laughs> made that person up. <laughs> um, James Marsden is the sheriff of a town called Green Hills. Um... And they, they explain the, the the rings are a big thing as well. Like, that's the whole point of the movie is Sonic has to collect his rings. It's, it's, I see. It's a road movie. So, spo- I'll be spoiler free as I can. Sonic lives in Green Hills, but no one knows he exists because he's not allowed to know because obviously he has this incredible power and people will try and harness his power if they know he exists. Uh-huh. Um, but he spies on everyone and he makes up all these wee sort of stories himself about the townspeople because he's nothing better to do uh he plays baseball with himself and things like that um but then something happens he loses his rings and he has to go find his rings and that's when the road movie happens 
Um, and they even explain because Sonic can obviously move so fucking fast, why doesn't he just run instead of getting into a car? He's Maybe not, he just wants to hang out. He doesn't know where he's going. He's never uh, been outside Green Hills. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. But yeah, it's good crack. It's a bit of a laugh. And Jim Carrey's actually very good as Dr. Robotnik. Mm. Although I do have to point out something, and I know I've told yourselves this, but I still think it was a great moment when I was watching it with my missus. And obviously your brother, Scott, is a well-renowned Dr. Robotnik lookalike. And <laughs> and when Jim Carrey came walking out of the truck, she just looked at me and went, why doesn't he look like Scott? And I just started <laughs> laughing. Because <laughs> he comes out and he's got a full head of her and all, and he's just like, he doesn't look like Scott. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of the movie, he is full-on Dr. Robotnik. And there's even a wee dig at Mario in it. It's very funny. You shouldn't. You you shouldn't. But you no, shouldn't. it's a it's a clever <laughs> wee thing. It's right, very, what is it? So at one point, so obviously Sonic's an alien, and he's told if he's discovered, he has to go to another planet. Yeah. Right. But the planet he has to go to is covered in mushrooms, and he sort of looks around. And he's all, "I hate mushrooms. I hate people associated with <laughs> mushrooms." <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, very good, very good." Well, I assume that's do what Mario it was. Do Mario and Sonic hate each other? No, but you I know. I don't think they do. It's a bit of crack. They yeah. are rivals at the Olympic Games. Well, they've been rivals a, through the 90s. It's a friendly rivalry. Yeah. Well, the, the 90s, it mightn't have been so friendly, but it's more friendly these days. But No, that's what Sega's whole marketing thing was. Let's throw shit at Nintendo. They threw shit back. Yeah. There was some shit thrown back. Was it? Yeah, there was. Nintendo... Uh, and the, they're... Their whole slogan was Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, but then during, <laughs> during the F1 of the 90s, uh, Nintendo actually sponsored, was it the Williams F1 team? And on the front of their cars, they actually had a squashed hedgehog. <laughs> oh, dear. Yep. So, yeah, there was shit flinging on both sides. Children. <laughs> it was the 90s and they were trying to make sales. But, yeah, if it's, it's like a family-friendly Deadpool. Um, it's a good laugh. It is very safe, though. Don't be expecting... To be blown away like you're... It's fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but I enjoyed it. Do all your furry dreams to come true? No. <laughs> oh, they even make jokes about that as well. It, it, they, they know their audience. Yeah. And they make jokes about a few things. Uh, yeah. Yep. So, yeah. If you're a Sonic fan or maybe just fancy a film to watch with your kids during this period, check out Sonic the Hedgehog. It's actually been unnoticed as well there. Uh, because of all this going on, they've actually released it early on digital and things like that so you can actually just buy it on digital now oh cool yeah so they actually released it early which is a pretty cool thing to do so yeah you should definitely check out Sonic Mm. you should take a look at that is there uh, is there a crazy conspiracy theorist in this anywhere that's trying to uncover the truth of Sonic the Hedgehog or is there some weird conspiracy that that Sonic has caused no but there are no, there is a crazy madman who knows that Sonic exists and no one else believes him. Is that James Marsden? It's not James Marsden. <laughs> no. It's, what do they call him? Crazy Carl. And he keeps talking about the blue devil of Green Hills and everyone thinks he's oh, a no, madman. Oh, no, that'll do. That's that's the sort of thing I'm, I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a madman who knows Sonic is in the town, but no one else believes him. This is very safe. Yeah, yeah. And then Sonic likes to like piss around him and set off all his traps and stuff. Just for fun, because he's kind of bored. <laughs> yep. Sonic's an asshole. He is a bit of a he, yeah. He, he, there, there, there is some of there is a few moments where you're like, you asshole. But but he has a pretty cool bucket list. Sonic has a bucket list because it's his last day on Earth before he has to leave the planet because he's been discovered. 
So he, do you know what's on his bucket list though? This is a small spoiler. One of the, one of the things on Sonic the Hedgehog's bucket list is start a bar fight, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets to do it. He gets to start a bar fight, and it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> There's a bit where he's in the bar and he's wearing like a wee poncho and a cowboy hat and James Marsden has to explain that he actually has a crazy skin condition and that's why he looks like this so no one then questions him even though he's only about two foot tall. <laughs> so does it leave it open for a sequel? Watch the credits. That's all I'll say. Watch the fucking credits. And that's so another scene where I go, right, that f- first trailer was definitely fake. When you watch the credits you go, I right, there's no way that that looks like that and Sonic looked like that. That's all I'm going to say. Tales for Sonic 2. Confirmed. Well, you kind of have to. Mm. Jesus Christ. And we want no sign of Knuckles till 3. Ah. <laughs> We're just going to follow the games. <laughs> We're just going to follow the games in some crazy mad way. Uh, but right, right. Uh, yeah, check out Sonic. Good fun, good fun. Jesus, look at the time. We're going to have to fly quickly here. So, Colin, tell us about the evil G waifus of the evil G hills. Oh, we doing that now? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I threw you on this spot here. Prepared. <laughs> um, right, so for this one, um, I decided I want to do one again. We'll keep things focused. Fair dues. Um, That's a good idea. Because some of these have to go back and remind myself what they were. <laughs> and I'm going to be talking about another one of my, my favorite ones. So I've, I've talked about the slice of life genre um, before. Um, and some of that is I don't uh, remember what that was but I remembered it's just one no, it's like, just the, the normal yep. everyday life yep um, but there's some shows in that genre which go a bit crazier than others and this is one of the most surreal crazy fucking animes about nothing that you could watch uh, it's called Nichi Joe My Ordinary Life uh, and I think it was more ordinary than that <clears throat> and it focuses on three girls uh Called Yuko, Miho, and Mai, um, and it's it's basically it falls under the the, the same sort of you know short skits. Each episode might be made up of uh, like three sort of short sort of skits, or um, it's almost like episodes within episodes. Mm, mm. Um, but it's so goddamn insane. <laughs> uh, so you've got those three. So. Yuko's a bit of a idiot and a class clown. Um, you got Miho is sort of the more level-headed one, but she secretly draws Yaoi. Right. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever explained what Yaoi is. Oh, Look it up. We know. At work, we've, please. We've watched South Park. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then Mai is just fucking from outer space. I don't know, not literally, but she is just... But she doesn't talk very much. Wired to the moon. She's probably one of the, the most the, the funniest characters. Um, but then we also have the other group of characters. Um, this uh, Shinonome, who is a professor, but she's also like six years old or something. Um, she wears a lab coat that's way too big for it and vents lots of things. Um, there's a cat that talks because she created a bandana that goes around the cat and gives it the power to talk called Sakamoto. And he's all like the response. This was ordinary. <laughs> yeah. And she's also made herself a robot. Um, what's she called again? Nano. Um, and uh, yeah, she sort of looks after 
uh, the professor, but at the same time, she, like, installs, like, stuff in her without telling her, like, rocket punch. <laughs> and, like, her fist fly, will fly off and fly across the town. And, um, like, it, it's... It's so she ends up uh, like Nano wants to go to school and be like a normal girl, which she ends up doing. She's trying to hide that she's a, a robot. Um, but there's so much crazy shit in here, and it's it's like th- these wee plot threads that run out throughout the the entire series that um, you think at first is just a throwaway skit, but they always come back to it and develop on it more. Um, one of the craziest things, and it's probably one of those out of context anime gifts you always see um so yuko gets sent out of the class one day for doing something stupid shouting something they say go stand outside she's standing in the hallway and she sees a deer outside just on the school grounds and the principal is sneaking up on this deer and he's always trying to get the deer off the school grounds and the deer um starts headbutting him as deer do is it a hair button? Yeah. I don't know. They got antlers. Yeah. Um, and then eventually the principal tries to wrestle the deer, uh, leading to him German suplexing it. <laughs> and then they sort of gain each other's respect in the end. <laughs> what the fuck? There's, there's a whole subplot with um, this... Uh, like, It's like an airship. And a bunch of guys on it, and a princess, yet they get all the guys on the airship want to overthrow the royal family, and she's got these little wooden cubes, and they're all fighting over that, which are really powerful, and they're all fighting over them, and a load of stuff happens, and then one falls off the airship and falls all the way down to earth, and it turns out it's one of Mio's things she has in her hair. <laughs> And I think it was all in Yuko's head that she was just staring at them and imagining where they came from. All right, <laughs> like a stupid nonsense. There, there's so many different like wee characters. There's like this uh, this girl who's really into this really um, aristocratic guy. He wears like this his uniform. He has what do you call that wee puffy shirt thing? Oh yeah, yeah, like you a, know what I mean, like a frilly shirt type frilly thing. Frilly shirt yep. thing, and he rides to school on a goat. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but but she's she has a thing for him. But doesn't want to admit it. She is. Um, it's a term called sundere. Um, basically, she likes him, but she's all like, "No, I don't like." What do you mean? Uh, but it takes it to the fucking extreme where she like will shoot him with rocket launches and stuff and go fucking nuts, and he doesn't even say anything. Um, uh, it's it's just such a, a really good show. It will it is guaranteed to make you laugh. It breaks any kind of language bar with this absolute absurdity. Sweet. Um, I actually have the manga as well, the the entire collection on my shelf. Um, All right, that's what that so is. If you're into reading manga, uh, mm. you could read that as well. But it's a, it's a very very good anime, um, and I think that's what people read really need right now is yeah. something to make you laugh. Something to take your mind off um, shit and just have a giggle. And yeah, this will get her done. So what was it called again? Nietzsche Joe. Nietzsche Joe. If you my ordinary life is probably the best way to um find it. Sounds like a good laugh. It really it does. Is. Um Okay, well thank you for that. Uh so tell you what we're gonna do right now, and I haven't even prepared just for this. Oh, we're gonna name our wrestling segment. 
I was thinking, okay. what, do you, what do you think about this? We call it. I was going to say, I hope you have an idea here. The squared circle. Is that not taken? Well, it's just going to be our section for the wrestling. Cat, uh, cat, cat, is there something called the squared circle? Mm, I don't know. Squared circle I think, podcast. Well, what do you think? I think it's a good name for it. The squared circle. Because that way it just covers wrestling. Because we, if we were to call it something like, uh, you know, Evil G's Elite Wrestling Breakdown. What about the Riding Square? The Riding Square. <laughs> um, we'll have to come up for a name for definitely next month then. <laughs> but, all right. So for uh, now, it's the Squared Circle. For now, it's the Squared Circle. And obviously, with everything going on, um, wrestling is currently being done behind closed doors. So, no crowd. Yeah, so everything's been cancelled. Like, like the, the biggest, biggest news, WrestleMania has been cancelled, kind of, but it's still happening over two nights. In, What's over two nights? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's two nights now. Okay. Uh, so it will be taking place in the uh, WWE's Performance Center where they train all their guys. Behind um, closed doors. Yeah, well. no crowds. Uh, it's in Tampa? Yes, you're right. T- Tampa, somewhere yep. in Florida. Um, so now most people would be jumping on and going, Jesus Christ, wrestling with no crowd, that's madness, right? Yeah. But I think this Wednesday's Dynamite proved that you can yeah, have so, a good show. So Dynamite they, they had at um, Daly's Place, which is an arena that they've done shows at before. It is owned by the Cons. It's the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars train there, and it's also a music venue. And mm. it's got this really sort of it's really a, cool setup. Yeah, it's um, a cool feel. That, that, that they get a really good atmosphere, but this time it was completely empty. Mm-hmm. Um, except you had uh, a few of the wrestlers' right. faces on one side of it. Uh, he's them. on the other. We had MJF and Sean Spears betting on all the matches. <laughs> that was brilliant. Which was... was <laughs> the, the inter- I think the interaction with what's going on in the ring and the guys watching from the outside is, yep. is what made it. It's it's like, here's something we couldn't do if we had a crowd. Yes. And and they made something of it and like and and did all this this funny shit around the outside. It was really well done. And it's it's like they, they were able to do things like you know, Penelope Ford had a match and obviously Kip Sabian, her boyfriend, came out along with her during the match. But then he got after the match he got into it with Cole Cabana who was sitting watching uh, and sort of started Colt, but and, and Colt slaps him around the face. Is all like, get out of here! That slap <laughs> was brilliant. That's that's a slap like, was, was a hell of a slap. <laughs> like, I'm still a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> it's when he was interviewed. Obviously, Tony Schiavone was interviewing Colt, and even after you know the the camera panned away from Colt, the mic must have been still kind of in front of him. All man, did you catch that slap? That was amazing. <laughs> I rocked him. I rocked him. <laughs> you could hear everything. It was fantastic. Um, yeah. But yeah, this it's this is really weird. So like they 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 open the show with um, Cody mm. doing what Cody does. Oh yeah, uh, cutting a hell of a promo. Yep. Um, but cutting the promo to down the camera and speaking to people backstage. Yep. Not pretending that there's a crowd there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's your usual, you know, excellent Cody promo. And um, then he's building up for the the blood and guts match against uh, Jericho's crowd, the mm. the inner circle. So um, out comes uh, Kenny Omega, um, Matt Jackson, and Matt Jackson, and they're all like, oh, "We have to come together and and beat the inner circle because mm. they're a bunch of arseholes." Mm. Um, 
and it's just the, the, the way what they do they, you know they address even when uh, Kenny has been addressing no one here so I'm going to address you all out in TV land and cuts the promo straight into the, the camera, camera. Um, which is the way to do it yep it's a really interesting something something different um, I think it's most people would have assumed that just wrestling would have been cancelled I think mm. you know oh, you can't do wrestling without a crowd but I know even of course you can yeah well yeah even I know it was we look back at the whole Stone Cold thing and we laugh at that because Stone Cold's <laughs> give me a hell yeah was he doing that to be funny though I, maybe it must have been he wasn't he's not that stupid to think oh there's I'll do this and even the, he was being funny he had to be it had to, it had to have been he's a pretty funny guy he is a hilarious guy um, but it was the fact when he did it, the crowd pat or the camera crammed it out, or to an empty row of chairs and stuff. So maybe, maybe they the, were being the cameraman were in on it. Maybe it's it's a unique situation, but I'm glad that things are still going on, and fair yeah. play to them for being smart. Because yeah. some companies would go, "Nah, fuck it, we still want our money." I I I still want to watch Dynamite. I don't care who's there. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care how many people were there. Do you know? Even as you said, just those couple of guys round the side was enough. Yeah. to help the match. Like the, the the big match that stood out for me was obviously the 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 Butcher and Blade and the Jurassic Express. Yeah, because you had. I remember at one point Sean Spears is shouting at Luchasaurus, going, "I've got all my money on you, dinosaur. You better get this." And I'm in <laughs> half laughing because MJF's, you know. You know, what are you at? He, the, my boys are on the other side of the ring. Yeah, because he's better on Butcher he's better on them. And uh, it's it's really cool. They, they did the different thing again. So Because at one point... Um, I Butcher and Blade were going to win. Uh, yeah, and then MJF shouts... I uh, want this move the, done. The move, what do you call it? Full uh, death. Tri- full death now. Uh, and they stop what they're doing. They go to do the full death move, which is, is their finisher. Uh, but then it all backfires on them. Yep. And yeah, sure, you probably could have had MJF come out with a minute for the match but that yep. wouldn't make sense because that's not something he usually does he's nope. not usually there for their matches nope. but in this instance he was and he was able to shout that and again it's it's doing something different with, with this situation that, that works um, so and even yep, during the main event them. for MJF members slabbering to Cody and all and then yeah. Co- who was a Cody threw into MJF he threw him over the barricade and he hit somebody it might have been Ortiz or one of them too, but yeah. someone got fired into the barricade and took out MJF, and then Wardlow's grabbing <laughs> at Cody and all. It was really well done. Arn Just Anderson hit him with the. <laughs> That's right, Arn Anderson hit him with the clipboard. He hit him with his notebook. That's not... His waffle house menu. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been doing really well, and so obviously, Kat, I know you obviously keep up to the likes of the the WWE and things like that. What is how how are they dealing with the the new crowd? Uh, WWE at the moment are doing it there at the Performance Center, mm. and it's uh, yeah, it's looking okay. I yeah, but like man, it's, there's such weirdness to it. Like like imagine the Undertaker coming out with nobody around. Mm. Now, can you imagine that? Like the lights being off, no lights, no fucking. No, Did he? No so has, later. has Taker been out yeah. then with the no crowd situation? Yeah, he was on Raw, I think, last Monday night, fighting against Gallus and Anderson. I'm not 100% sure. Like, I don't really dive into Raw as much as I used okay. to. Uh, like, I personally think WWE has gone downhill really, really bad. Uh, Vince McMahon himself, I think, has gone on the panic mode and just does not seem to understand 
what's going on with this company. Quick question uh, for you then: Have you did you check out this week's Dynamite to see what the idea of the the wrestling? Oh, on the side? I, man, I love that. I, I right. try to get back into Dynamite a lot more now recently because like uh, I can set up on a Wednesday night there and watch it now. Did and the WWE not even have a couple of wrestlers around the side or anything? Is this just a completely no, empty uh, arena? I'll give you. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you an example of last week on SmackDown. There, not 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 past Friday there, but the week beforehand, they had mm-hmm. uh, Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks fighting Alexa Banks, Alexa Bliss, and Nikki Cross. Mm-hmm. And they wanted the commercial, and they stopped wrestling. They like started chatting to each other, like and they were off the camera, and you know what I mean? Because oh, <laughs> oh Jesus! Ke- Ke- Kevin Dunn, legendary Kevin Dunn, thinks like fucking that uh, nobody sees what's going on, and he had cut it completely off. But he didn't completely cut it off. He cut it off to the American audience, but he left it to the international audience to see Bailey and her, uh, the rest of them having a, a quick five-minute conversation in the ring, referee involved, and everything Oops. too, and then. Adverts come back on and the wrestling. You know what I mean? Uh, but oopsie, I, oopsie, you know what I mean? I can uh, watch mania. In AEW. Watch mania 3000. When they go huh? to. In AEW, when they go to commercial. Uh, obviously, I'm, mm. I'm watching Fight TV, so it all goes on. Um, but the, the the commentators, that's we get some absolute gold oh, out of them aye. guys because they kind of don't give a fuck. Then <laughs> they know they're on the internet only. And they'll give people give each other shit, yeah. you know, and yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But they actually stopped wrestling when they thought they went to break. Yeah, they stopped wrestling when they went to break, as far as I know. Like, uh, That's I was crazy. getting it from like several. Yeah, uh, like it's at the moment. It's I'd, I'd say AEW has a better like story going on if you're looking for a good story in wrestling. Like one mm. of the main upsets of WWE was at the last Saudi showdown thing or whatever it was to do it there. Uh, it's like uh, Goldberg just flattens the pin. The up and comer Billy man. Goldberg. Aye, <laughs> uh, flattens this <laughs> wonderful star who's been like literally. Shaken up the WWE that like probably like mm. new Undertaker material maybe of this generation. Ray White is definitely the Undertaker of this generation. Like that's just so lousy that Vince McMahon has shat oh, all he, over he, every idea. He could have been if they'd treat him right. I'm going to be. Yeah. I, I'm going to be the, the devil's advocate. WWE fan go. Every day WWE had Chris Jericho and he's always old man. Like, yeah. I but Chris Jericho's mm. good and always has been good and Goldberg never was. Mm. I, I remember at one stage Chris Jericho was the youngest AEW champ. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know what I mean? That's that's fact. Like, I mean, you know, he's currently the longest reigning champ. So, longest <laughs> reigning champ too. Hey, you know, like that's the same. Like, I can't can't beat stats like that. Like, you know, but uh, no. Here, the thing about it is, is Jericho has been since he's left the WWE, and Conor think Gravy is like it. Like, he like literally changed into a whole different wrestler, and like he's been carrying so many different wee companies. He's done that wee companies, right? Yeah, and he's done it, and that's what he does. Jericho is a good wrestler, if not one of the best wrestlers about. Like, and fucking, mm. that's what he does best. Is like, if you take him to a company, Jericho will carry it, and he will. And that's what it was. I think it was a great choice to put him as the first AEW champion because, like, people are familiar with him, and it's like if you weren't familiar with the AEW wrestlers, like, it's a good way of getting introduced to the company. Like, because like, you know Jericho, and then you see all these fantastic new wrestlers. Didn't even I knew those new wrestlers. Oh, yep. I was just WWE blind. I didn't even know about New Japan. Until mm. I seen Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega, and that just blew my mind. And I didn't even know who Kenny. It was my first Kenny match, and like, I'm not even a big avid fan of Kenny Omega. I love Kenny. I think Kenny is the best wrestler in the world. Well, you it's know, good. Uh, like, he's you know, the second but, uh, best. Just, just before yeah. I do finish up, this here, it's just, I just I don't think you should be bringing in old nostalgic wrestlers to like crush your up and coming new talent. Yep. And now they've got this no. old wrestler dude fighting uh, Bill Goldberg's fighting Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I Vince is going back. Look, 
fair play to Roman for beating Lakemi and all. Like, and like I, I supported him when like and when I heard it happen, it was like heartbroken myself because upper man, he was forced into that position from Vince McMahon's point of view. You know what uh-huh. I mean? So like, and like that's that's what his job at the end of the day. Roman does carry that, and Roman does deserve that shot. Wasn't against Goldberg. It should have been against the Fiend. So here, that's here's what it would have been. here's the difference. Uh, if we compare like the the Goldberg thing to to Jericho, um, so Goldberg comes in, squashes the fiend who you've been building up really really well and doing a really good job with him. Mm-hmm. I'm making him this big deal, and he's a main event guy, and he, uh, yeah, he has the potential to be your new Undertaker, uh, almost unstoppable type guy. Um, and you wipe him out, and you say, well, that's for Roman. To, to give Roman something to beat. Hmm. The first thing that they put it, why can't Roman be the guy to beat the Fiend? Yeah. Okay. But then you want to put that on on Goldberg. Uh, where, where's the Fiend go from there? Hmm. He's just hit a brick wall. If we look at in, at the AEW, they had Chris Jericho go over, you could say, oh, the old man beating the... the, uh, the hangman. Hangman. Hmm. The or handwash Adam Page. <laughs> <laughs> the... Up and coming, the the young talent. Mm-hmm. But if you look at Page, he's in a way better position now than he was where before he had that match. Yep, he's way more over now because he had somewhere to go afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did like full disclosure. I don't watch WWE at the minute, um, so I don't know what they're doing with the Veen at the minute. But um, as that goes, like they just brick wall him and move on to the next thing. Whereas like, uh, yeah, Page. Lost, yep. But also benefited from what happened after that. And it's just that long term, long term. That's the big thing. Um, and then Chris Jericho did wonders for John Moxley. Oh man! When he finally dropped the title, what a rival! Him. What a rival! And, it's, um, and technically, it's not even over yet. No. <laughs> but um, but yeah, now he's now we we move on to to blood and guts. Whenever that'll happen, we don't know. We don't know. But, but I love what they're even doing now. Um, so obviously, today's day, it's 21st. Uh, next Wednesday's Dynamite was meant to be Blood and Guts on 26th. It's obviously not happening now. No. Um, but the last episode of Dynamite ended it with the big reveal of Matt Hardy joining the, the elite side yeah. to help out. So this Wednesday's main event the is... Two, two of the worst kept secrets in, in wrestling. <laughs> the exalted Matt, one. Matt Hardy joining and the exalted one. Oh, that was a good introduction, though. Um, yeah, Brody Lee. Brody um, Lee. People who watch WWE know him as Luke Harper. Luke Harper, um, who we've all heard as described as one of the most underrated, underutilized big men. Mm-hmm. Uh, haven't seen it myself. Looking forward to finding out. Yep. Um, but great. I, I love the way it was. Like they had the 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 Dark Order in the ring. Uh, Christopher Daniels there being like uh, you're talking shite there is no exalted one and it just comes up on the screen and it's just there and the hood takes the hood off and it's like I'm here this is uh, I'm the exalted one I'm here and then oh by the way turn around and then knocks a fucking at Christopher uh, Daniels right, takes his fucking head <laughs> off um, so it, it, it'd be good to see what he can do cause oh I look forward to it especially uh, leading because I like the Dark Order as a group now you've got a big name leading them yeah so I just I love Devil Uno and all the rest of it, and I reckon they'll just work great as a a team. Um, and then obviously the show ended with Matt Hardy, and then this Wednesday for the first time ever, I can't believe this is first time ever, Jericho versus Hardy. 
Jared also, is going to get deleted. Oh, delete! <laughs> delete! <laughs> Can't wait. Can't yeah. wait. But yeah, wrestling behind closed doors still works, folks. Um, and a lot of things are going to happen behind closed doors. So it's not... Yeah, you got a lot of weird stuff happening now. So like, you know, F1, they're, they're having mm-hmm. oh, like video game online races. Televised those they don't, they don't count towards no, the championship, course. but they're still doing that. They're having they're, a bit of fun. They're official. Oh they're, yeah, they're, they're official replacements for the races. Um, you've got football teams organize massive FIFA tournaments for yep. charities. Yep. Um, like it's life will still needs to continue on. Yeah. Um, and everyone needs to be level headed. Yep. Um, stay safe. Mm-hmm. Um, look after each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't be that paranoid American dick with a fucking basement full of cams and toilet rolls uh, that sits on their porch with a shotgun and aims at it. Like th- we can get through this we together can. as as a as a society, maybe a socialist society. I don't know, but like, <laughs> come on. Also, see those checks Trump's sending out to everyone. That's socialism. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know you don't like to get into politics, I but, know, but you know. fair dues. Um, well, I'll tell you what, folks. It's it's been a good podcast. Um, can't have anything you'd like to add before we maybe wrap up. Yeah, no, I think Colin pretty much summed it up there. I just want to add one more favor. Don't be that guy who's going around and sneezing and coughing without taking precautions. Yeah. Okay. Uh, That's what it is. This is not a joke. I don't care if you're running around and going, "Oh, let's go coronavirus." That is actually insulting the people. You have to mm. be very, very aware of what's going on here. You may get through this. But you may carry it on to somebody, and somebody might lose somebody over the head of you. Can you bear with that? Do you know what I mean? Are you going to be that person who's going to run away, and like when your parents get involved, or somebody close to you gets sick, and then and you that, wonder what happened? Do you know what I mean? You keep have to mind, take it serious. Let's keep in mind, you could go around saying, I'm fit and healthy, I don't care if I get it. It's like, you're fit and healthy yeah. as far as you know. We don't know a lot about mm. this virus. It could expose something that you don't know about and fuck you up. So, yeah. like, let's err on the side of caution. Yeah, Maybe. just be sensible. Yeah. That's the big word, sensible. Plus, there's people that don't show symptoms. Yeah. They're asymptomatic. We'll get there. <laughs> if, we're, if we're all yeah. sensible, we'll get through this. And in the meantime, we're hopefully here sure. to give you a wee two hours of joy. <laughs> or absolute frustration. Or absolute frustration if you're listening to this going, everything you've said is wrong! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh! Wait, well, that's because Scott left us and he doesn't fact check us anymore. <laughs> we're just going to blame Scott. Scott. <laughs> all right, Colin. Scott, hey. What are we playing out with? Oh shit! Oh, we no play it. Do you know what we should play out with? Actually, what uh, the hunt song "Rise Up, Dead Man" because hunt's such a great soundtrack to it as well, and we've been listening to it in the menu theme, and it's I'm pretty sure it's on Spotify. Um, yeah, I've been listening to the soundtrack when we work. <laughs> so you've got the instrumental and you've got the one with the words. I think the one with the words is way better. Um, so yeah Hunt as we said is set in Louisiana it's got that nice swampy feeling to it and this song always plays when you load up and it's just very it's New Orleansy. it's very cool yeah sorry we didn't come to answer your questions we'll get back to you next month we promise if you want to catch us you can get us on evilgstudios at gmail.com evilgstudios forward slash facebook or facebook forward slash evilgstudios get us on twitter at evilgstudiosni and don't forget to check out youtube for evilgstudios unscripted series uh, until then folks we will see you next month and stay safe and be sensible see you then bye
Gunshots ring. 